Quiet Tribe, where you at? I hope you're ready, rising from the ashes and it's getting heavy Conspiracies, we got plenty and some are scary From aliens to Bigfoot, extraordinary, yeah, yeah Danunaki Dan and the homie Romy I was bugging out, all the crazy things he showed me Jesus bloodlines to the stars in the skies Always a good time, vibing with the fire tribe Hey, So wake up, wake up, get it cracking Rise out the ashes, I know you got a passion Kick off the combo with theories, many conspiracies Other dimensions, plenty ancient history Fire tribe, where you at? Wake up we about to get into it I know you can't get enough At home, at work It don't matter, turn it up Rising from the ashes You know what's up, ayy uh, Rising from the ashes Bye-bye Yo. Yo What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rising Hey From the ashes I'm Danny Unaki Dan He's Danny Unaki Dan He's the homie Romy And I'm homie <laughs> And you are me, and I'm you today. Freaky Friday, baby. What's happening? Oh, switching it up. Halloween. Oh, shit. Want me to do the first intro on RFTA News? You You already know. Switch it up like Freaky Friday. My pants are on backwards for a reason. Oh, shoot. He's the homosexual. (laughs) That's Romeosexual to you, bud. Oh, Romeosexual. My bad. My bad. Hey y'all, keep your thumbs out for this ride. Um hopping on a hopping on the next flight out via UFO. <laughs> so on this episode today we have Jess Rogi. From the Rogi Report on the Fringe FM. And She's kind of gotten out of the UFO thing a little bit and wants to get into more different <laughs> topics of research. Absolutely understandable. And so that's why this episode is entitled UF Knows. <laughs> <laughs> UF Who Knows. Yeah. And, and uh, Roman's not here with me for it because I had to reschedule this one several different times um, from when I got sick in August. And so we kind of have gone back and forth on rescheduling this one. So I finally just was like, ah, well, I have to keep it. And unfortunately, I scheduled it on a day that he was unavailable. So I ended up having to do it by myself. And so because I didn't have him by my side, I was really scared and nervous about doing an interview alone. Baby bird got to fly. Baby bird got to fly. I I was out getting food. Getting warm. I didn't do. I didn't do my homework as well as I should have. I guess. And, oh, uh, coming unprepared. Yeah. So, my bad. But you know, hey, that's the way it goes. You know. So today, in R R R F F F T T T T T T T I'm going to do some spooky shit because I could do shit about aliens, but everybody knows about fucking greys and Arcturians and Pleiadians and hypersensitivity and and what else is there? Fucking who knows? Systemic Uh, toxicity. Yeah. Aliens is so, um, conspiranormal now that, uh, like everybody pretty much knows everything about it. But no so, one talks about Tremors anymore, man. You remember that movie? Yeah. 
So yeah. good. There's some good ones. I just started watching uh, the new um, American Horror Story too. It's oh. about vampires right now, but it turns I in. I think that. it starts. Uh, they're gonna do some alien. Uh, oh shit! I think I did up. see something. Yeah, it was like sexual, like like a uh, sexual alien uh, hybridization. Yeah, uh, you know what? That brings up a thing for me that I don't. I don't know if I'll put this in or not, but. Katy Perry, she has a song called I Kissed a Gray and I Liked It. Yeah, exactly. She talks about having sex with an alien in one of her songs. And she was married to Russell Brand for a while. And <laughs> I'm not saying he's an alien, but. But you are. But kind of. So, since I don't have anything about aliens today. I'm going to read a spooky story about Hawaii. Oh, spooky story about Hawaii. And we have we have Navier coming back down at the end of the month, and we're going to hear some more spooky Hawaiian shit. So when I went to Hawaii, I don't know how many years ago it has been now, but like 16 years, uh, the first time I went. And uh, I bought this book when I was there. It's called Horror and paradise and it's grim and uncanny tales from Hawaii and the South seas. And, uh, there's, it's just full of scary, spooky stories around the islands. And, uh, a lot of them are pretty long. This one's about three pages. So it's small enough to read on the show. Um, but this one's called Siva and the devil. And it goes a restless young English schoolmaster having read too much of Robert Louis Stevenson, worked his way to the legendary South Seas. He landed in what, at the time, was the worst possible place, an island in the New Hebrides, now the Republic of Vanarutu. There he spent more than seven years as a plantation manager, and countering such adventures as the one here narrated. It is taken from the Isles of Illusion, a collection of letters written to an Oxford classmate and published in 1923 under the pseudonym of Asterisk. He also published semi-autobiographical novel Gone Native in 1924. So here we go. September 10th, 1912. A curious thing happened last night. I had just fallen asleep about 10 o'clock and was awakened by the most fearsome din. Someone or something was uttering the most awful screams that I have ever heard. Every scream was worse than the last, and each one spoke mortal terror. Mixed with the screams were reports of guns and a general shouting and hullabaloo but the screams dominated everything. My first thought was an attack on the plantation by bush tribes. I hopped out of bed, put on a pair of top boots and my revolver belt, and collaring a Winchester, nipped out, out the front door. The row was all coming from the back, so I thought to fetch a compass about the attackers and at my rate have a bit of a run for my money. However, to my surprise, at the gate of the house, 
I found all the labor assembled and clamoring for master. I could see it at once that they were in the awful state of funk, for they were all stark naked. As soon as these Kanakas are either frightened or ill, off come the clothes. I called for the head man, and he came up shaking with fright and pitched me the rummiest yarn I ever heard. I will omit the beach la mar and give you the gist of the story. A certain laborer named Siva had seen a devil at sunset when we went to draw water at the well. The devil had said that he would come and take him off to the bush during the night. Siva had told all his pals and they had set up with lights and singing all the proper songs, but apparently to no purpose. The devil had come and dragged Siva from his hut and was now trying to catch him behind my house. His pals had rushed after him with their guns and were firing at the devil. As long as they fired, the devil couldn't catch Siva, but their weekly allowance of four cartridges apiece was giving out. Would I come and fire some dynamite to frighten the devil right away? I persuaded one of the head man, who is a dungaree-clad Christian on ordinary occasions, to come round to the back of the house, and there in the moonlight I saw the stranger's sight. I could never have believed it, but for the unmistakable evidence of my own eyes, in the clearing behind the house, the wretched Siva was running for his life, doubling and dodging backwards and forward, forwards, his eyes starting out of his head and uttering the awful screams that had w awakened me. Three or four pals shouting at the top of their voices were loading and firing as quick as they could. They were firing apparently at Siva, but really just behind him. I made sure he would get a charge of shot in him, so I ran towards him and roared at him in my most mighty tone of command. Ordinarily, he is the most tractable youth and obeys me like a dog, but he took not the slightest notice of me. When I was about 30 yards from him and was beginning to be afraid of getting shot myself, the firing ceased. Immediately after the last shot, he set off, hell for leather, towards the bush. And here is the odd part. His right hand was stretched out to the right front of his body, as if clasped by somebody running beside him. And fast as he went, he seemed to be leaning back and pulling against a resistless force. I was too blown to follow, and top boots are bad for running through thick scrub. So I turned back, expecting to find all the other people where I had left them. There was not one to be seen. Every mother's son had bolted for his hut and was safely inside with lights burning. Howling songs for all he was worth. I went from hut to hut, trying to conjole and threaten them to make up a party to go and catch the poor beast. I could do absolutely nothing. Ordinarily, servively obedient. Now they were as stubborn as mules. I offered lanterns, dynamite, 
cartridges, even trade mouth organs, but nothing would give them confidence. I could do nothing myself, and feeling fever coming on, I turned in to see what morning brought. In the morning, I sent for the head man and gave him a long jaw. He seemed partly ashamed and partly sulky at my interference with what didn't concern me. He would only tell me his old story over and over again, so I sent them all to work. About an hour afterwards, in walked Mr. Siva. Not a penny the worse for his adventure. He wouldn't tell me a word about it, but went and got his tools and went off to work. I noticed that none of the other men would work near him all day, and if he tried to speak to a man, that man immediately put his fingers in his ears. Whether the fact that Siva had returned whole meant that he had made some fearful pact with the devils or not, I can't say. Anyhow, the whole thing was odd. September 11th. Ooh, September 11th. The wretched Siva is dead. When I called the roll this morning, he didn't answer, and no one would tell me anything. So I went straight off to his hut and found him stiff. I'm convinced he has been poisoned, but what can I do? I couldn't perform a post-mortem even if I wanted to. And these beggars use vegetable poisons that are instantaneous in action and quite undiscoverable. I don't know what to do. I suppose I must let the matter drop. If I press things much further, I should have an open revolt. And I can't fight a hundred people with guns single-handed. I have the moral support of man of war at Vila, which might arrive six months after I was dead and buried or eaten. So I shall wait on events. And that's it. That was, that was pretty scary. So Interesting perspective. Like he was, uh, dude, Siva was running away from an apparent demon. All these people were scared. They all took their clothes off because they were having fevers and Shit. Yeah, and they, could they actually see him, or were they just feeling him? Yeah, it seemed like they were feeling him, but was it described as as Siva was like almost being dragged through the forest because he couldn't really run in that position because he was yeah. like backwards almost. They're definitely being dragged. Yeah, like it's, something and, was pulling him along. You know what's interesting about the forest? I will say. A lot of things happen in the forest. A lot of ghost, ghosty entity situations, man. Like, so, like the stories that I've heard of um, about Hawaii, you know. And actually, I have a good friend that's here in town that's visiting from the island, and hopefully, actually, we get him on for a little fireball episode or something. Yeah, he has some. He has some ghost stories. Uh, but yeah, a lot of like in the in the forest in Hawaii, you'll hear like a deep growling, like. Kind of like energy. It's like not the boar? No, we're talking like rumbles, rumbling. Yeah. A lot, a lot of energy because, you know, water, electricity, conductivity, entity, situation, you know, however they're yeah. getting around, the, you know, the vibes are, are held down within the, within the water. And then, um, all the, all the magmatic energy going on there. I think, uh, yeah. 
Um, definitely. And also Kauai is known as the, what is it? The, the, the gates for so the gates for souls where souls go in and out through a portal in Kauai. Mm. You can see them. Yeah. You can see the kind of like the souls leaving and coming and going, which is really kind of cool. Special yeah. man. It's all special places out there. Special places. Thank you for that story, sir. Yeah. Beautiful. Man. Beautiful. Um, I'm going to, I just wanted to real quickly just tell you guys about the, the teeth and body organ chart, right? Um, because I just found this out while doing some oral research, uh, some oral hygiene research, <laughs> fun stuff. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, the empirical relationship between your teeth and your body's organs. Um, and this is some, some old, uh, dated, uh, not dated in the sense of like, this is old and dated, but it, it you know, um, the tooth organ chart goes back to ancient Chinese medicine. I'm going to start with the first teeth, which is the third molar on the top right. The wisdom tooth directly correlates with heart health and the deal, the deal denim, which is the part of your small intestine right beyond the stomach. Um, the positive emotions, if you have a healthy mouth, um, each teeth, each tooth, sorry, each tooth correlates with an organ in your body. And then they also correlate with positive and negative emotions because your teeth are actually living. They're not like, you know, hair or nails. Um, well, I get, nails are also living, but you know, they're, they're different than both of those. And they, they are, you know, symbiotic with your mouth microbiome and they have a direct correlation to the veins and the vascular veins in your mouth connect directly to these organs. So um, if you have swelling in a certain area or an infection, it could actually be directly correlated to organs, which is crazy. Um, but <laughs> that's, that's what the science says. So anyways, um, the teeth number one is your third molar on the top right. Okay, it's a wisdom tooth. You may have it out or not. Positive emotions are joy, love, compassion, negative rejection, resentment, and family problems. The tooth number two, the second molar on the top right, organs, pancreas, and stomach bladder. Uh, positive emotions are self-esteem, order, and security. Negative emotions are low self-esteem, depression, guilt, and very judgmental. Um, the first molar tooth number three directly correlates with your liver, your kidneys, your pancreas, and your stomach. Positive is determination, resolution, caring, and humor. Negative is anger, inflexibility, pride, and disrespectfulness. Tooth number four, the second pre-roller, premolar on the top right, directly correlates with your right lung, large intestine, small intestine, gallbladder, and your duodenum. Positive, passion, determination, balance, ego. Negative, monotony, monotony, possessiveness, revenge, critical. Tooth number five, your first premolar on the top right. Organs, right lung, pancreas, large intestine, stomach. Positive, excitement, purpose, self-esteem, affection. Negative, grief, condemnation, condemnation. What the hell? Intolerance pain 
tooth number six, your canine, the top right organ, liver, heart, gallbladder, positive decisiveness, compassion, joy, pride, negative, anger, regret, family problems, rejection. Tooth number seven, your second incisor on the top right, right here. Organs, right kidney, bladder, urogenital, positive, caring, intimacy, order, negative, inflexibility, ego problems, disorganized, aloof. Tooth number eight, first incisor, top right, organs, right kidney, bladder, urogenital, uh, positives are clarity, acceptance, survival, negatives are disrespect, emotional outburst, and stubbornness. Tooth number nine, first incisor, organs, left kidney, bladder, urogenital, positives, acceptance, intimacy, order, negatives, inflexibility, ego problems, survival, fear. Tooth number 10, second incisor, top left, organs, left kidney, bladder, urogenital, positives, comforting, survival, closeness, negatives, prideful, stubbornness, repression, avoidance of intimacy. Tooth number 11, canine, top left, liver, heart, Bile ducks, positive, resolution, purpose, love, approval, negative, anger, regret, sadness, resentment, critical. All right, I'm not going to finish the rest of the teeth. There's too many damn teeth. Look up the chart, though, (laughs) y'all. That was fun. Thank you for letting me do that. Cool, man. So teeth are connected with emotions, too, huh? Yes, yes. Um, And we're going to tie it all in together with mineralization and and human optimization through health through understanding how to remineralize our bodies and i'm learning a lot um and i'm waiting to get it all compiled in some nice research style stuff so i can share it with y'all but the teeth are mind-blowing to me um and dealing with your mouth gut connection, the brain gut connection, it's all it's all correlated. There's no separance. It's the the whole entire body is connected. The fact that anybody would think otherwise is ridiculous and I was ridiculous for a long time because I do things like that, like be ridiculous and say, <laughs> I'm gonna work on my stomach, I'm gonna work on this. It's just like just work on the entire thing. But there's so much to know about the body. So here we are, piece by piece, putting it all together, my friends. And uh, yeah, check out the uh, the Meridian Tooth Chart if you're interested. Um, and just, you know, have it on your back, back burner in case uh, next time when you're flossing your teeth and you smell like a dead rat come out of your mouth because you just pull it out. You know, you ever floss and smell? Yeah. Well, no. Yeah, there's your problem right there. Floss and smell it. (laughs) You ever smell your fingernails after you cut them, though? Ain't that some shit? That's very strange. I'd never do that. That's fucking gross, dude. (laughs) That's very gross. It's disgusting. It's very alien. Especially the toenails. UFO of you. (laughs) Ew, what, dude? No, stop it. Do not do that. Smell your toenails next time. I will not. Do not. Please edit this out. <laughs> it's late. We're going to bed. <laughs> okay, man. All right. Well, thanks, uh, Daniel Naki Dan, for that wonderful segment there. Classic, uh, classic homie Romy response there, my friend. <laughs> uh, and uh, I bid you a farewell uh, 
next moment of breath as we pass on to this righteous interview with Jess Rogie. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Jess Rogie. Rogie. Wake up. Wake up. Hey, hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning into today's show. We are rising from the ashes. And we, as the fire tribe, will rise. Awaken our eyes beyond what is seemingly laid upon us. We can extend our consciousness to the further ends of our cosmic understanding. If you enjoy our show and you like the content that we create, make sure to like, subscribe, share with your friends. Hello everybody, yes please, please, please do. Also follow us on Instagram at RFTA Podcast. If you have any questions or concerns, you can email us at risingftashes at yahoo.com. We are exclusively on All Media United. Check it out, altmediaunited.com forward slash rising. To rising from the ashes. I'm Daddy Naki Dan, and Roman's not here. Where the fuck did he go? <laughs> I don't know. Roman had some shit to do today, so it's just me going solo. And I am here with Jess Rogie from the Rogie Report on Fringe FM. How you doing today, Jess? Uh, think I'm doing well, Dan. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I know this has been a, a long time in the making. <laughs> yeah, there's been several reschedules, which is probably why Roman couldn't make it because I rescheduled last moment for him and he already had previous plans. And I'm sorry. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, well, you know what? I've been rescheduling this one like three or four times already. So I'm just going to keep it. I'm just going to have to do it by myself then. That's fine. He gave me uh, a couple topic questions to awesome. uh, throw in there at you. But uh, so just for the people that don't know you, tell them a little bit about who you are and how you got into the UFOs and what types of um, other podcasts or projects you have worked on. Oh man, do you want? I guess I can. There's, I have a billion podcasts I've worked <laughs> on. I'm like, hold on, I got to start like getting all getting all the names straight in my head. But um, originally, you know, I I went to school for broadcast journalism, and I was very much interested in 9/11. Um, that's kind of how I 
started getting deeper into looking into conspiracies and stuff. And I was on a lot of boards and I think, um, you know, I'd always kind of been like UFOs are cool or whatever, but then I started seeing them on mess on these conspiracy message boards and, uh, you know, things that I'm interested in are uh, government cover-ups, things like that, mm-hmm. uh, geopolitical stuff. Yeah. So I think it kind of fit into that. And I love learning about like what the mil- military technology and what they have coming. Cause I'm like, they got better stuff than we have. I want to know what they have, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so those, those are kind of the things that kind of got me into UFOs. Um, and uh, it's it's not I'm not really into like experiencers. I'm you know, I'll talk about them, but that's not my thing. I'm just kind of into like the like the weapons aspects. Like, is this real? Is this not real? Um, mm-hmm. That type of thing. I'm not into like the magical part of it, I guess, if that makes sense. Oh, no. Not what's not the so magical much. part about aliens? I don't know. Like all that, like aliens are space brothers and mm. things like that. That's kind of not my I don't know. Or if they're, you know, it seems magical. Yeah. I had some uh, questions about that. So what do you think about aliens? Are they interdimensional, extraterrestrial, demons, spirits, spirits, who knows part of the matrix, but I think (laughs) they might be, you know, interdimensional for all we know. I mean, I lean towards interdimensional than space faring beings, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. That's a little more magical. But I am. That's something I'm interested in. Something I'm kind of delving into. You know, different dimensions, different realities. Where could they be from? Yeah, parallel universes. Parallel universes. Like, I mean, who knows? Yeah, who knows what time even is, right? Yeah. No, seriously. Like, that's why it's like, yeah, flying saucers. One thing, but like, you get into these little other parts of it, and you're like, well, where are these beings from? You know, and then what does that mean for us? Endless possibilities. I like simulation theory. Oh, you're a subscriber of that, huh? I'm, I'm like, it makes sense. Um, and Yeah, in a lot of aspects it does when you think about like computers uh, simulating the simulation. And then once you get into that more and how everything's all fractalized and as above, so below, it starts to make a lot of sense that we live in a simulation, but then that means we can cheat the simulation. There's cheat codes. We can, we can have master builder codes and go in there and fuck with shit if we wanted to. So maybe that's what magic is. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I think. Yeah. Well, that's all. I just kind of thought of that right now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's right. Now I kind of I kind of want to stop talking just so I can try to trip on that please, for a bit. Please, please, please <laughs> sleep on it for a minute because no, you do totally. Um. So, yeah, like, so in your discussions with other people, have they talked to you, uh, like, about different alien species or oh, different yeah. alien beings? And yeah, like, what types of aliens have you heard about? I've heard, I mean, my favorite is I talked to Preston Dennett a few times and those are like the best ones because they're like mantid beings. Like Uh I, and I've had a friend tell me she had an experience with a mantid being. So I'm like, those things are kind of scary. They're like nine feet tall, I guess. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a trip. Like, 
mantid beings scare me, but you hear a lot of stories of gray aliens or gray-like aliens. Yeah. Never green aliens, though, huh? Never green. I've heard blue. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? Red? That so weird that like the misconception is like little green alien Martians, and like nobody's ever seen a green alien. <laughs> Where it's weird. Hollywood, man. It's yeah, Hollywood. I'm telling you. I know. I think even the Martians in uh, Mars Attack. They weren't green either, huh? Were they green? I'm going to look it up on my phone so that we can't were. hear it. <laughs> I Mars. I watched um, it like last. You know what? They are. They're kind of like weirdly skin colored. Okay. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> so what other types have you heard about besides mantids? There's grays, obviously. What about Chewbacca? I've, Are there Chewbacca aliens, like have, Bigfoot that's aliens? What, that's what, I mean, that's a theory too, that like Bigfoots are interdimensional beings or that they're, they're aliens. I've talked to a couple people that have been out looking for Bigfoot and then they've had UFO experiences. Yeah. There's, there's a few reports like that. So yeah. Uh, it's Bigfoots it's, are interdimensional. Yeah, I know. But see, then everybody goes interdimensional for everything, and then that's okay. Because <laughs> to me, I don't really, I don't understand interdimensional. To be honest, like if it's here, then is it just here, present in this dimension with us, and we just don't see it perceive it yeah do we or don't perceive is it, it in a totally different like like parallel time yeah see that oh see when you get like that it's like i just kind of imagine it as this other world that's like next to ours or like right on top of ours and like if bigfoot's walking by maybe he passes through a portal into our world and he passes right back into his little interdimensional land <laughs> who knows <laughs> Yeah. What about, uh, have you ever heard of like little people, uh, aliens? I mean, I guess the small grays are like three feet tall, but yeah, people say they're little. Like I have, I've had, I heard a story of a lady. Um, I, this is a, one Preston Dennett told me and he had an experiencer where, um, I guess she called him after it happened, but I guess they, they were around her bed, you know, and they're just little dudes, right? They're three or four feet tall. And she, I guess they scared her. So she freaking, she kicks one in the head and she said, Holy it flew and crap. boom, hit the wall. No and way. And like, bam, like, cause it's like a little kid. Things like, like probably like 30, 40 pounds. Right. <laughs> so she said it freaking hit the wall and it fell and the other ones went to grab it. And then she said she felt so bad. And I was like, Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think she should win a badge or an award for kicking an alien's ass. I mean, right? How many how many stories do you hear where they actually beat up an alien? That's the first one I think I've heard where they actually try to take them on. Usually, they're people are subdued in some way. Yeah, I mean, if movies have taught me anything, we could probably take them down. <laughs> like as long as they don't have weapons and they're not like alien aliens, like, you know, from the alien movie, then we're pretty good. Like if they're just oh, little yeah. gray dudes, we're probably okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go bowling with them. 
Um, yeah, but maybe they're nice and they're just like, hey, we just want to hang out and abduct you. I don't know. Well, see, I, I would feel like if there was a group of aliens or an alien species from another planet and they're traveling in space, <laughs> yes. they're probably going to be mostly nice, you know, because... Why, Why would you be a have, dick? You would, you would think they'd be peaceful in some way because they're able to figure out how to traverse the universe. But you, know, I mean, maybe I mean, there's always um, bad aspects to everything, also. So you never know. I guess you never know. They could have like they could be soulless like drone beings, and they're not even like people. They're just like AI powered little drones. Like there's that theory. Uh, I mean, if you get into it with simulation, you could say that we're basically just drones too, because if you look at like ancient astronaut theory, we were just created in the first place. So how did we end up with a soul and these other beings don't have a soul? Also, maybe they have souls. Yeah. Maybe they're just darker souls or maybe their intentions are different because they grew up in a different mm, reality. They grew up in a different you know, environment and who knows yeah. what else maybe so. like the thing on the planet to do was slap people when you first meet them. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, that's not okay here. You're a dick if you do that to somebody, <laughs> but it's kind of like in California, you know, we wave the middle finger. That's hello. How you doing? Nice to meet you. It happens very often. Yeah. But if, <laughs> out of, people from out of state won't know that, you know, I mean, God, that, Californians are dicks. No, that's just how we say hello. Yeah. <laughs> it's our sincerity, you know? It's, yeah, it's 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 how you throw the finger, really. <laughs> uh, so what about, like, so a new one that I've heard is Blue Avian. Yeah, I've heard that one, too. They, there's all these weird new... Alien species. I think there was like a book of like 72 different species or something. Can yeah, you imagine that? That means that they're coming from all over the place. So if they are coming from all over the place, they I don't believe that they can be terrestrial. As yeah. in like earth terrestrial. Like they Ultra live terrestrials. underground or something. Dude. Or live in the water. They have to be something different from a different completely different environment to have different features and whether or not I believe most of these people and what they're seeing, I'm not sure. I kind of go into like the whole uh, pineal gland thing and that they're just kind of like hallucinating events to when you talk to people about these things, does it seem like there might be some type of hallucination or a traumatic experience before they're witnessing these things? I mean, honestly, even I was thinking about, like people's eating habits and is there like a checklist for alien encounters when people have these encounters do they go through a list of like what they were doing that day what they ate that day like what were what were they around do they is there anything like that or is it just it's from what i there's not not to my knowledge um from what i understand it's mostly like recording the event Mm-hmm. But I think it would make more sense to ask them what they ate, what they watched that day, 
what they watched the past few days Mm -hmm. on TV, like on the internet. Did you watch any sci-fi shit? You know, like (laughs) these things can affect your, you know, your dreams, your consciousness when you're sleeping. You're like, oh man, there's an alien. I don't know, you know? So I think those things are important. There is kind of this thing where it's like, well, yeah, we have to take in the community. There's, we have to take experiencers stories seriously because that's what they experienced, you know? And when I talk to people, you know, I'm simply there to, you know, try to get the story from them and hear what they have to say. I don't try to like, I don't talk to many experiencers anymore, but I would just try to have them tell the story. And sometimes you're like, I do ask about paranormal experiences and they're like, yeah, I had paranormal nine times out of 10. They're going to tell you they had paranormal experiences prior to this, you know? Um, yeah. And um, usually some- like they say from when they're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, so, and there are people I, who, who've had traumas. I've heard a lot of different things um, prior to the experiences. What really, that's why I think the military ones kind of get me. Cause I, I've talked to some military witnesses and they're just like, no, I just saw a UFO. Like, and that's it. They didn't have any experiences prior. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they just saw it and the, but then it changed them into believing there might be more out there, but they, but they're not the same as these people who are repeat experiencers who keep having these aliens come. But can you trust the military people that said they have saw it also? Because couldn't they just be uh, perpetuating the psyop? I mean, they're already kind of read in, you know, a little bit. They have some type of knowledge of depending upon what, um, service they're in i guess but but then what if it's all a huge psyop what if well let's get into roswell no go farther (laughs) farther back farther back what's farther back than roswell let's Uh, go to world war ii egypt no let's go to world war ii and talk about the how it what if it's a big psyop starting from back then well didn't stalin uh Say something to the fact of like, if you really want to scare people, dress up some little people in alien costumes and go do stuff. I don't know. I can't remember the quote. <laughs> but I mean, back in World War Two, um, you know, we had reports of flying saucers and disc-shaped craft, which we actually had. Um, the Hanabu. You know, the Nazi- yeah, the Nazis had them. So. What would I mean? Wouldn't it be great if I mean, what if part of their propaganda was carried over, you know, to believe that there were some other beings out there? Because if you talk about like the George Adamski and his experiences with um, with aliens, is much different than what you talk about with Betty and Barney Hill. Like mm-hmm. he's like seeing like Aryan looking people, the Nordics, you know, and they're mm-hmm. like bringing him to meetings, you know, like it's all like that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's like the Adamski era. Right. And uh, everything's really positive and, and, and that way. And then you get to like the 1980s or 1990. What is it? Like the 60s, I think, when the uh, Hill thing happened mm-hmm. but the Hill one. 
and I hate to talk ill. It's hard to talk bad about. It. I was just on a show earlier where they're like, just talk about the Hills. And I said, well, I don't think a lot of people try to talk about that as a, Oh no, I think I'm going off track. Cause I'm going to, I'm going off track there, Dan. <laughs> Circle back. It's good. I got an editing machine. Okay, good. Oh, I don't want to rant. Cause I was going to go no, get on. Rant, a rant that's what bit. you're supposed to do. That's why you're on like a long show. <laughs> Okay, good. <laughs> I want to. We we want to. That's what the guests want to hear. They want to hear like compelling stories. You know, like you tell one or two stories and then you give out some info, and it's it like it's like oh. Okay, let me go back. Then we were back talking yeah. about the flying saucers and the Hanaboos, and then a, we're gonna talk Adamski and Adamski, Betty and, then and Barney, Betty and Barney Hill. But then we talk about, gosh darn it, the guy escapes my name, my brain right now, but the sighting in 1947 over Mount Rainier, where he mm. saw seven disc-shaped objects. But he said they were, they're not disc-shaped, they were flying. He said they flew like saucers, but the shape of the the darn things are more like a flying wing, you know, like mm. a beef, you know, that kind like of shape. Like a V. So I'm sorry, that kind of sounds like crap we had in world war ii you know what mm -hmm. i mean like this technology was already around sr 71 blackbird exactly like i love looking at these military planes because you're like yeah have you saw that stuff they say like the tr3b is the black flying triangle that people see that's ours they say you know mm -hmm. it just hovers around like if i saw that i'd probably be scared yeah i'd be like it's a ufo you know but um so where I guess I'm going with all this is I think like, wouldn't you rather have the people believe and perpetuate the story that there's these UFOs in the sky to cover up your technology so the other guy doesn't know what you have? Exactly. That's what I think. Personally. Yeah. Most of the, because if you look at like some of the fifties UFOs that they took pictures of, they, they look like little metal top hats from like Jesus the same Christ. era. <laughs> They do, right? Yeah, it's like, come on, dude. You could have do like I'm pretty sure if it was an alien from some other place, they'd probably have way cooler technology than that. But it just looks like a metal top hat. It's like, oh, that seems like something government would make. I, exactly. So <laughs> yeah. it's like, so, but and as things have gone, it's like, oh well. So I, I think a lot of it might be our stuff. And so one, one of people's arguments are like, well, the we don't have your kind of military for, or we don't have those flying over like Canada for say, for, you know, mm -hmm. for instance, why would we have them flying over Canada? Why wouldn't we be testing them over other freaking countries? If we're using, well, if we have this type of tech. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's the thing I guess is the more you look at it, I want to know it. I mean, and two, it's like, well, how can I keep talking about it? If I'm like, oh, it's just top secret stuff. I'm not going to find out anything more anyways. Yeah. I mean, what's left to figure out, really? I mean, yeah, when you see the like, government and governments involved in all of this, it seems like another Antarctica thing. It's They're all somehow involved, but they don't want to tell us about it. And they have the technology, and they just don't want us to know because then they would have to change things. That's kind of like what the time period is now where, like, everybody's talking about, ooh, we're going to go into this new technological era. But then you have half the people going, ooh, 
we're going back to the mountains and growing our own shit. <laughs> so it's like this weird period in time where there's like a time split and like 50% of the people are going back backwards and 50% of the world is going to the techno age. And it's, I don't, oh yeah. oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like, no, it sounds horrible. <laughs> but it's interesting though. Like, cause for so long, this like, Techno age has always been uh, described in sci-fi and talked about for forever. Like we're going to get there, and it seems like they've had the technology for a long time. I mean, they stole a lot of stuff from Tesla. Um, yeah, I'm sure that they had knowledge of how to do these things. And you know, they always say the military's 50 years ahead of us. So, what are how far ahead of us are the black ops programs and stuff? And Right, <laughs> that we Fuck. don't know about. Shit. So they're probably hundreds. Of, I mean, we already know that they had cell phones before they had cell phones. So, right. Yeah. Like, so there's all. I mean, and they always, you know, give you a little bit of something, and then they know how to how it's better because they're already like five generations ahead, so they can like just give you those ones. And that, that's why there's kind of like this weird technocracy thing going on too, yes. where they're trying to get you more involved in the technological age and get people into the whole UFO idea again and the space force coming out, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, what there's, other reason do we need a space force for if, uh, you know, there's no alien. So you have to have that. Well, I guess it's for um, like uh, satellites and missiles and stuff. That's what I heard. I didn't hear it had to do anything with aliens. It's just for um, well, yeah, they haven't space said. defense, right? Exactly. Oh, but you're like, but you're. Oh, I see what you're saying. But they didn't say, huh? <laughs> but space, <laughs> it's a space force. A force is something that is opposing something else in space. So if you're building like a military unit. It seems like that would be because you you're trying to war with something that else that is out there, and then they're bringing in aliens at the same time as this. It just seems like a, a ploy for us to get down this alien train. And then you know they talk about Project Blue Book or Blue oh, Beam, yes. Blue, Blue Beam, Beam, yes, with the aliens, you know, coming uh, here the the fake alien invasion, and you just kind of go. Ah, man, because I was really into aliens and uh, like ancient astronaut theory and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then once like the last couple of years, you know, all this alien stuff, disclosure stuff started coming out. I started going, oh, man, I don't know if I can if I can get behind this anymore, <laughs> you know, and then like whole space is fake. That's a big deal. And NASA and I don't know how much do you trust NASA? I don't even know, man. I don't trust NASA. I don't trust like <laughs> I trust no NASA with all like it was founded by what the Nazis that we brought over here from Project Paperclip. Right. I'm telling you, all part of that original little thread of this Nazi propaganda thing that mm -hmm. started. And for we, us to we, we just talked to John Hamer, um, Roman did actually, and one of the things that he said in there was that three of them were occultist that started oh. NASA like Aleister Crowley, uh, Walt Disney, he said was one. 
And then he mentioned another one. And then he said, and Werner von Braun. um, But he was a a scientist. Uh, But three of them, three of the five that started NASA were occultists. And what, for what reason do you need occultists to start a space agency? Interesting, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it seems like these, the roots of a lot of these things are very suspicious when you start to look back and, yeah. and you see. And it's, you know, I've been doing some reading and reading about propaganda and like the history of propaganda mm-hmm. and how it's grown and, um, and the media. And I'm trying, I'm doing an episode this week on media control and talking about um, the roots of all that and how we've kind of gotten to this point today you know, is this kind of like propaganda, you know, it's all kind of a propaganda, mind control. Is it, you know? I don't know. They're doing the mind control experiments and um, remote viewing mm-hmm. stuff in uh, what era of the 60s was that? Yeah. About 60s, 70s, they did all that experimentation with They're the probably, psychedelics. They probably still are. and They probably still are. We <laughs> act like, oh, they were doing that back in the day. They wouldn't you know, do that anymore. Why would they do that now? <laughs> no, of course they probably are. No, it's kind of scary to think about that they do these things to people, you know, and mm-hmm. people are doing these tests. and. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, they probably know then that, the power of people's consciousness and that's why they're testing it. Yeah. The power of persuasion. Yeah. They always throw stuff at you to make you go, Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, uh, yeah, man, it's interesting. What do you think? Uh, well, we didn't get into Roswell. Let's talk a little bit about Roswell since we're starting from, beginning a little bit like sure i mean most people know about roswell uh, a ufo supposedly crashed in roswell new mexico and then it got picked up and got reported on that it was a ufo in the newspaper and then they changed it to weather balloons and then you know we see these pictures with people with like this malleable metal that you can crumple up and it goes back to shape and they talk about that but what do you believe that Roswell crash is? Because I know there's many theories on it, and I want to hear your opinion. I, you know, I don't know. People love it. I just asked about Roswell all the time. People ask me about Roswell, and um, I I don't know. You know, I haven't. I don't know what to. I guess I'm. I don't know what to believe anymore. Was it some experimentation stuff, some top secret stuff with some, you know, Mm -hmm. people that just kind of were mutated or damaged in the crash, you know? Was it actually aliens? Was it interdimensional? Um, You know, because what the only other kind of similar case, you know, because when you talk about cases, I think you try to think, see, like, is there other ones like similar to this around the world, you know? Well, what, what year is this? Uh, that one is, a, I think, Roswell. Is it 1947, I think? Yeah, it's 1947. So what just ended? World War II. Yeah, World War II. So, Those uh, were not, they're Nazis. That's what my opinion, that's my opinion. <laughs> also is that 
they were actually Nazi, like Hunnaboos, Honeyboos. Like, yeah, I got this book cold. Mm -hmm. I got to read this one, but I got this one to read about it. It's a Roswell deception and the demystification of World War II. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. So I think that Nazi aircraft crashed in the desert and they don't want to tell people Nazis crashed because the war's been over for two years. That would scare the (laughs) shit out of people. Why the hell is there Nazis flying around? (laughs) Right. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I, I man. think that was a, a cover up of just uh some Nazi spacecraft. Um I don't know. Yeah, what, what, here's here's the Kenneth Arnold fucking that's the that's the that's what he actually saw, see? Yeah. It's 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 like a bat wing, you know. Oh. Yeah. It looks like a some sort of like cheat pan for cookies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Huh. Kind of looks like half of that thing that uh, Lee Edward Scalen had too, the guy that built Coral Castle. Ah, uh, the there's Coral also Castle that little dude. circle circle thing that they found in like Egypt too, I think, that disc thing. It has like a rim around the outside and then it has like folded up um, corners inside of it. It looks like some type of wheel. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it kind of looks similar to that. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I've only seen this thing, <laughs> but that's really interesting. I wonder, I was trying to see if he had any pictures of the, the Hanabu crafts in here, but no, I'm, I'm getting ready to read this. Cause I've been on this whole, like, what is Roswell? Is this what it is? You know? Mm-hmm. But 1940s, I mean, what else could it... Re- I mean, it could just be aliens, I guess. I mean, it could very well could be, but it could all... You know, we have to look at the possibilities that are within our... our Hold on. Oh, yeah, I can kind of see it. Can you, yeah, right there. there, right there. Oh, I see what you're saying, and it's got the thing and the little thing. Yeah. Yeah, the shape <laughs> yep, is very similar. Nailed it. Nice. It's got the thing and the thing. The thing, the circle and the little like wing shape thing. Right. So it's like a, it looks like a steering wheel kind of. And then like on the inside is like a Mercedes Benz logo or something that has like three um, things and then it folds up in between them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well. <laughs> Nazi, because that, and then that kind of gets into like space and the idea of space because a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but yeah, in this area of uh, like what we talk about, you know, in the fringe areas, um, think that space might not even be real or that it's fake. Space is fake. You've heard that, I'm sure, yeah. before. So it's like, all fake. Yeah. So if there's no space, then <laughs> what is there? What are the stars? What are the, what's the moon? What's anything? What is everything, anyways? I, I mean, right? Yeah. Exactly. Like, do you ever go outside? <laughs> you're just like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, you know, you're like, huh? 
Like, I go to this store to buy food, and then I drive this machine around, you know? Like, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. It is weird. God dang it. Now I'm starting to question my own existence. Well, it, we exist, but where, it's it's kind of the question, I guess. Like, you look at freeways, and you're like, is it just, like, moving data in, like, sight yeah. of some kind I, of thing? I always think, like, we live on, we're, like part of a person that's what i think and like when you see the lights on the freeway it kind of it's interesting to me it's, it's kind of like veins right the roadways yes. and then you got red blood cells and white blood cells <laughs> and they're exactly like blood yeah they're, and they're traveling opposite ways right and then you got mountains and you got valleys and you got water i mean it's it's very like we're made up of ninety percent water, or so aren't we? Just a, a fractal of what the Earth is, anyway. Exactly. Because we so all, maybe that's all it is. We're just fractalizations. Yes, there's like fifty other uh, maybe infinite numbers of us in parallel realities and dimensions and universes and all this yeah. crap. I always got tripped out. Uh, you ever see that Neil deGrasse Tyson show? Um, that was about space. I forget what it was called. I forgot. What I it was think called. it was pretty. I've, I've probably seen a couple episodes yeah. of it. I think it was just called space. It might have been space. <laughs> uh, but there's one part in there that really tripped me out, and he was uh, showing plants, and then he showed like a little dewdrop on the plant leaf, and he's like, "Let's go take a look inside this little dewdrop." And there's like millions of little insectoid thing, oh uh, yeah, troglodyte things. And everything, and I was just like, that is so trippy. Like, w maybe we just exist on a leaf. We might. <laughs> <laughs> and outside in the universe is actually plants and space, which is just the in-between areas of from one tree to another. You know, like we see air. <laughs> I don't know, man. We could just be a cell in somebody in another yeah, cell of another thing. Yeah. Fuck, right? So, yeah. The whole Lisa Simpson uh, experiment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you never know. So, I mean, because so, I, I always go, uh, I don't believe in flat earth. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, if it's a simulation, it doesn't matter anyways. It's just whatever, <laughs> however you perceive it is what it is so if you want to believe it's fly or round it doesn't really matter but because you live in a simulated reality so basically i could simulate anything i want i could m manifest anything yeah i mean they do talk about doing that i mean i don't know if i could manifest physical objects but you could manifest uh, your desires or your dreams yes isn't that a, that's cool though right and that's what I think is cool. You can manifest your dreams. Yeah. Sometimes too well. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, or your nightmares, if you want to go to that, that way, manifesting your own nightmares. And uh, maybe, you know, that's sometimes what people are seeing is their nightmares manifested. Uh, Speaking about pineal gland and yes. hallucinations, you know, that's yeah, what I was saying before is like their eating habits, like what are they eating? Because 
if they're eating something that affects their pineal gland, maybe they, because when you're asleep, right, your body's still and your brain is just awake, but yes, you're out. But then you have dreams while you're sleeping. So those dreams, you usually are putting things that have happened to you in the last day or so, maybe week or past stuff that you can't let go of or tormenting you too. But, uh, but it always kind of last thing you watch on TV kind of goes in there and that's kind of what your dream ends up kind of being about. And so it's kind of interesting, you know, it's like, it's to me, it's, it's like sort of the same thing, except instead of dreaming that weird reality, you're actually awake and witnessing that reality, but still in your head. Like I have this problem where I like sleep. I call it sleep waking. Where I like lay in bed trying to go to sleep, but my mind is still awake and I never feel like I actually go to sleep yet. I still dream. Yeah. I feel like I'm laying in the bed at the same time all night long. Interesting. So it's kind of like the opposite of of that is that like it's a sleep paralysis in a way, but it doesn't have the same type of context as like people seeing aliens by the foot of their bed and stuff like that. Yeah, because there's that 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 hypnagogic state is what they call like when you're like half asleep and half awake. Yeah. And then, like, they say, like, your consciousness is, like, mixing the dream world with the real world Uh at that point. Yeah. I had some tripped out COVID dreams while I was sick. Oh, yeah. Because it was really hard for me to sleep at all. And I'd actually try to go to bed and I'd just lay there. I I, Probably a couple different days I just didn't sleep at all because I just couldn't do it. Because I couldn't breathe hardly, for one. Yeah. And then for two, I was just so sick and so much uh, pain. I mean, I don't want to make it sound all super crazy like I was going to die or anything, but uh, I'm a big baby, so I was was just really sick. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, I couldn't sleep, so yeah, I'd I'd have like weird dreams and stuff. So it kind of made me think, though. It kind of brought my mind into like a different place of – observing you know and Mm -hmm. just thinking about that and like oh well maybe it's more because it seemed the dreams i was having seemed really real yeah (laughs) now i'm like now you're tripping i'm tripping i'm like man (laughs) like fuck um what about orbs orbs i can talk about orbs what do you want to know about orbs? People seem to see orbs all the time, or they can manifest orbs uh, like Stephen Greer, who uh, brings people together and they all do like a little see. meditation, I guess you could call it, where they all put their intentions on seeing orbs and then voila, there's orbs. What do you yeah. what do you think about that? What do you contribute that I mean, to? I I mean maybe they're summoning something. They're doing some ceremony there beforehand, you know, like Yeah. But 
Yeah, I mean, maybe they are. I mean, I know, like, I've talked to, like, the orb summoners, the two dudes that go out there and just, like, they just, you know, sit there and they try to, like, have one come up without mm-hmm. any, like, kind of meditation or anything. They just do, like, this kind of, like, their uh, gratitude, like, a thank you. And then, but from what they say, it's like, you're kind of like, if you're chilling and you're talking to, like, a friend and you're, like, out there looking at orbs and, like, looking for orbs and, like, you're just positive and stuff. Just having fun, like those things kind of like pop up in the sky. Yeah. You know, like that. And and that's the weird thing. I, you know, I don't know. I, I kind of tend to stay, stay away from the Greer stuff because there's like a lot of like protocols and this and that, you know, and like it's like, and you have to pay to go to his Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. you know, and then like, or you have to pay to like use the app or whatever. But like, I think if you want to try it, like, what does it hurt to go sit out there and be like, hey, Orb, come out? <laughs> uh, I see a lot of people take videos of it, you know, and I just associate the videos with all the little orbs as dust particles reflecting light. That's to me, seems to be the most obvious thing that it would be. And I'm a paranormal. I love that stuff, you know, and I still yeah. come up with, you know, pretty... Uh, dialed down explanations for everything. <laughs> but uh, the ones that people see in the sky, uh, maybe that is like because you're setting your intentions and everybody's getting in tune to like the same intention. I get, yes. I think, and because the ceremonial aspects of it, I think it's almost like a group hallucination. Because it would be really interesting to see if you knew that Stephen Greer was going to be somewhere, don't pay for his thing. Just go to where they think they're going to be at and kind of get some binoculars. Be like thousands of feet away from them. You know what I mean? And just look in the sky and see if you see anything and then find out if they like have one person go to it and then you, you and a couple other people hang out. And see if they actually see anything in the sky. That'd be one way to figure it out, right? For sure. Um, Yeah, because part of the Bob Lazar story, too, was what he would take his friends out to certain places and be like, look, we're going to see a UFO show right now. It's like, how did he know? Obviously, he knew they were going to go fly these things up in the air at certain times, and he could go show his friends and exactly everything so i think he was probably lied to and he probably came out with it because he was lied to and believed it or he was just total bullshit from the get-go i mean it's i mean obviously that's a either way situation so (laughs) that's the only two ways you could go but he has very compelling stories and that whole yes. particle thing that they created. The element 115. Yeah. And it's actually a real element now. So that is fucking weird. But maybe <laughs> he was working weird. on it with them, you know? Oh, like back in the day. Like, so he knew they were going to have it. Yeah. Because if yeah. we talked about this earlier, they're like way ahead of us. Exactly. Way, way ahead of us way ahead of us we are living in like some sort of weird past and they got like all kinds of crap you know Mm -hmm. one thing i trip on though is 
uh, like spirits and skinwalkers, especially because they're like, um, they seem to have like a different body, like a animal like body. Uh, and yeah, I don't know where I was going with that really, but uh, I don't know. Well, I mean, like the skinwalker stuff, and I'm, I believe there's other sp- sites like this around the world um, that it's like, seems like it's some sort of, it's got a, a dimensional or energy portal or some crap that this stuff is like crossing oh. over into that land. Yeah. So there you go. So there, you said the magic word energy. That's where I was going. Yeah. It's like when I say I believe in ghosts. I kind of go the route of it's it's energy that's left behind and we live in an electrical universe or electrical planet or however you want to look at it. An electronic a, simulation. Yeah, there's electric stuff all around us, right? And we're in a way like the Matrix, like we're batteries or something. We are energy sources, right? So yeah. when we die and our energy is not contained or confined to something then it's left to roam. And then what you're witnessing is you're having visions of the frequency of the energy that you're seeing. Cause that's what we basically do anyways. Everything that we see is going at a certain frequency and our brain interprets it to be a desk or a computer or a microphone. You know, our brain is yeah. interpreting it to be that based on the frequency that it, rest at so if if you die and your spirit or your frequency remains then what we're witnessing is that frequency that's i apply that to kind of bigfoot too when they say bigfoot is interdimensional yes maybe bigfoot was an old creature that existed before and what we're seeing is like the resonance the of that creature that has already passed yeah because there's these stories of the um, that people used to see like pterodactyl looking stuff flying over the <laughs> mid you know the east, western part of yeah. the United States. Yeah. So it was made, made me wonder like if there was like some sort of dimensional hole where these or the ghost of the mm-hmm. energy of these things and people were seeing them like yeah ghost, ghost dinosaurs. <laughs> well, then we'd have Ghostbuster Force, right? Where's our Ghostbuster Force? <laughs> but maybe they don't bother us they're just there they're just like doing their thing they seem they're to bother thing. a lot of people like i have one ghost i guess you're right <laughs> <laughs> i have one ghost story where uh the place i grew up the neighbors next door uh several people would move in and out of that house nobody ever stayed there very long oh uh, people would only stay there for like less than a year probably because their lease was up but they would get the fuck out of there. They would not stay there long. And some of the kids that lived there that were my age, I was probably like 10, 11 years old. And they're our age. And we would hang out with them and stuff. And uh, I remember one time, like a cabinet flew open and like a uh, electric thing turned on. But there was nobody in the house. Hey. And it creeped me out. And I, I talked to them later about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, this happens, like, all the time here, you know? And uh, and they told me a couple different stories that I, I can't really recall. I was 10. 
But I do remember I went home and I told my mom and my grandma, and my grandma had lived in the house that we were living in uh, for quite a long time before that we lived in it. And she said that um, I I went home and I was like scared, you know, because there it was ghost shit. You know, freaked, yes. freaked me the fuck out. So I went home and I, I told my mom and my grandma about this. Oh, so I must have been like 13 because my dad had already passed. So I told them about it. And uh, my grandma said to me, she said, oh, yeah, that's weird. Because uh, I, I think I was asking her about who lived there before or something. Anyway, she said, oh, the lady that used to live in that house a long time ago uh, committed suicide in the bathroom. Oh. And I was like, holy shit. And nobody else ever said anything. I don't think they knew. Nobody knew. I mean, why would you sell a house to somebody and tell them that that happened? But the fact that my grandma knew it because she had lived next door for so long, it really tripped me out when I was younger because I was like, that's really interesting because now they have a ghost, you know? And it always seems like when something... Um, traumatic happens that the that the soul's not able to leave the body or the energy is not able to leave and it kind of resides wherever it was at yeah yeah kind of stays there that's why people see like the silhouettes of like the energy you know that and it's not there they can't put their hand on it but they can see like the apparition i think i think that's how i kind of try to explain it even though it's creepy as shit and uh it's creepy it makes the hair on my arm stand up <laughs> you know yeah do you, have, I, I, do you have any paranormal stories uh, have any, man. has anything happened to you or like i mean i've seen a lot of things move and do things on their own mm. uh the last office i worked at um we had uh, well, everybody called it was like this. Okay, the, let me preface this by saying the building was old. This building was like built in the 70s or something, and it still looked like it was in the 70s. Like we had no elevator. Like this thing probably wasn't up to code. It hadn't been remodeled since, like, I don't know when. Like it had all different toilets in the bathroom. Like it still had like a smoking lounge in the bathroom, you know, <laughs> like from back in the day when people used to sit and smoke in the bathroom. Yeah. Bring so, that back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the office where my office was, was an old dental office is what we heard. Uh, like back in the day, it was a dentist office, but uh, like you'd go in, you'd, when you were there alone, like it sucked. Like it was scary. It was scary. Like hmm. the lights would like turn off in the other rooms. You would hear somebody in the yeah. other room, but this building, let me tell you, like we, there was nobody next to us. Like nobody rented the the office next to us. There was a podcast to the other side of us. So when we when they were there, we knew they were there. It wasn't like you know you could hear the podcasters. You could tell there was people going in and out. But when nobody was in the building, you would hear things move around in there. Lights turn up and down. Like, um. So I told my boss, I'm not working here by myself anymore. Like, I'm going to go home. Like, F this. Like, uh, people would see drawers open and close. And um, you just see things, like, lift up off the ground. Like, it looked like an invisible string was lifting these things up. And it would just drop. Yeah. 
And then you got so des- I got so desensitized to it after a while. Like I'm wor- like people would just be like, whatever, like office ghost, like they stopped caring. <laughs> yeah. You just get used to it and, uh, accept it, I guess. Yeah. But- we're just like, okay, that's, I forget. They named him, which I think you're not supposed to do, but they named the office ghost. And if you said, apparently after I left, what I heard is if you like would greet him or say goodnight to him, then he would not really mess with you. What? Why are you not supposed to name ghosts? I have never heard. I, that oh, I guess you, like there's that thing if you you're not supposed to open the lines of communication with them because then it could bring on negative energy and like possession and stuff. Okay. What did they name them? I can't. It was like an old manny name, like Larry or, <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? Something George. like that. That's my dad's name. Oh, I think it was George. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we had this cute little lady from South Africa. She'd be like, bye, George, with her little accent every night. Stanley. Stanley's a good one. Stanley's a good one, too. <laughs> uh, but one time, George or Stanley, like my uh, my boss had a bookcase that was right next to her wall. There was no books on it because she was getting ready to change offices. We saw this thing like freaking flop, get moved forward like about a foot, and mm-hmm. it just kind of rocks back. Yeah. But so very active office. I don't know. I don't like. I I didn't like being in the building. I gave you the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, everybody like like going to the bathroom there. I don't know if it was like the smoking ghost or whatever energies there, mm. but the bathroom sucked. <laughs> like it was scary. You'd go in there and be like, "I want out," you know. Like it just cre- it felt like somebody was in there with you at all times. Well, that's weird. um what do you think about because on the topic of orbs like yeah what about crop circles uh i don't often describe orbs of light creating the crop circles i don't know i haven't like i mean crop circles look great and we know that humans can create them Yes, we do, but there's so many of them. Are like every year there's crop circle season, right? There's a season for it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's a season because the crops need to grow, or else how are they gonna? Right, right. right. So it's a certain type of the year. Yeah. Sorry, and um, I thought you England, meant there's a certain time where just everybody just goes crop circling and start making. Yeah, it's crop circling time, but it's probably, <laughs> maybe they do maybe they do do that with their little boards because uh, it's time to do crop circles when the crops are like, they're I don't know, at the certain age, I guess. Hmm. What would be the benefit though of doing that? I have no idea. I mean, to me, I don't know. It's but fun. I mean, I have I know some people have created them just to create them to say that and, and never tell anybody, you know? Yeah. They're usually right. in foreign places, though. They're uh, like in England or Ireland or yeah, different weird places too. Yeah, I don't know. It's not really my forte, but I've known. I, I've heard a lot of stories and read a lot of things and talked to people. And some people say like you lay down in one, there's like great energy in it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, it's not something I really delved. I can't talk about it enough to say like to know because I don't know much about it other than I kind of like eh, it could be man-made, you know, some could not be, some could be, you know. Um, 
what about the elongated skulls? Do you do you know anything about that or have an opinion of what those could be? People? People? <laughs> Can't they just be people? Uh yeah, they very well could be. I I think that they most likely are the Paracas skulls. Yeah, I think they're just people. Um, but they're elongated and a lot of like the ancient alien people all try to claim that they're like alien heads, and that's proof of aliens. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. As far as like I'm concerned, I kind of like stick to the military stuff. Like I know of these things, but like mm-hmm. it's not like something that like I I I don't know. I, it's probably people. Like it's probably just people. We have so many different types of um, hominids and hominid related things that we've been discovering. And every year, you hear like, "Oh, we found the jaw of some old fucking ancient sapien <laughs> shit." You know? Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, are we misidentifying that? Like before they thought dragon, like the dinosaur bones were dragons. You know what I mean? Like we don't know. We're, we're, we're just, we're just some freaking homo sapiens looking at stuff, trying to figure shit out. Like we don't know. Dinosaur bones. What are dinosaurs? Those aren't Dinos- real. Those aren't real. See, are dinosaurs even real? <laughs> I don't know. I went, I, I seen, a, I, I went to the universal studios, right? But that's fake. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah, who knows? <laughs> um what are what are some of the most compelling stories that you have heard about like the UFO abductions or which ones like ring true to you the most? Um, I don't honestly to tell you the truth, I, it's not my forte. I, you know, I've spoken to a few experiencers. It's not something I really delve into. Like if I want, I have talked to Preston Dennett and heard stories of his stories of his interviews, but yeah. it's not, it's not what my, it's not where my interest lies. So I don't like, it's like, I don't know, like some people might have abductions. I don't know, but there's no story where I'm going to be like, well, fuck. Yeah. That makes me believe it. I don't know. So, are, so I'm are, sorry, I don't have a good answer for you there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you mostly just go into like the disclosure stuff and um, and that type of thing, or like yeah, it's kind of like government kind of related kind of disclosure stuff. Like yeah, I have looked into these things, but it's been so long. Like this was like years ago that I looked into these types of things. I don't like cover these types of things. I haven't really thought about them in a, in a very long time, you know? So I'm like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable talking about things. I don't really, you know, look into like most of my, uh, my research is into like wartime kind of UFOs, wartime, things even like you know cia stuff you know like i I'm, I'm interested in what they do behind the scenes and sometimes ufos do cross into that you know so okay. that's kind of where where my interests lie but so i'm trying to answer you as best as i can with like the kind of ancient astronaut kind of stuff so what 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 kind of stuff would that be like men in black or uh dis- just disclosure or secret top secret experiments or um, like, you know, like I'm, I like to look at like the, like, uh, how these different, like the history of things I've been looking recently into, like, you know, 
how I, I see how like the Nazis, you know, came over here and like created a lot of the systems, like, you know, having to do with our spy systems and, you know, how we took a lot of that framework and, you know, and uh, into kind of that whole thing um, for UFOs and stuff like that. It's, um, it's, it's more just kind of like what the government knows and the military sightings and are they ours? Are they not ours? Is just a cover up of our technology. Like maybe there are lights in the sky and maybe they're using that as a story to cover up their technology. I don't know, <laughs> but that's kind of like where I kind of go with it. Like kind of like on the more like abductee sightings kind of thing. Yeah. It's not kind of like where my, my focus is. Okay. Like it's like documents. Like I talk about the UAP document that uh, the, the task force report, like this week I'm going to talk about the new, uh, the new uh, the, the NDA, National Defense Authority Act uh, thing that came out uh, this past summer. Okay, we'll talk about that then. I can't because I haven't had time to read about it yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, that's uh, that's upcoming upcoming research for a show on Wednesday. So, well, then what is, like, your take on the whole disclosure thing? What do you think it's leading to, or what do you think the motive behind it is, or what do you think the motive behind all this alien stuff is? I mean, like, the documents that you've seen or read or are into, do do you see it as some sort of manipulation? Are they being truthful, or how do you take it? I'm of two minds about it. Um, you know, um, I'm of the mind of like, maybe it is them trying to like actually be honest and say like, we don't know what it is. So we want, you know, to be truthful about it. And we want to show you the research that we're doing or the, uh, the data collecting that we're doing. But then on the other side too, you know, is it to keep people who are very research minded into looking into a topic instead of looking into other shit that's going on? Yeah, it's like a distraction. Exactly. So like, I'm very much of two minds about it. But, you know, I lean and, and like I told you, I've I've tried to like step away from the UFO community, which is hard because they're they're very nice people and they they're like come back, you know, do the stuff, Jess, you know. <laughs> and you know what I did? I do and I come on and I I talk about UFOs, but my heart is like I don't know, guys, if this is like, I talked to Lou. That's why I'm trying to get Lou on my show so I can talk to him, but I don't know if he'll come on. Yeah. But like, I want to like talk to the dude and try to like actually like talk to him. But if he's like super intelligence, dude, I won't even know, you know? Yeah. But um, it, it, it makes me wonder, you know, like, is it. Is it legit? You know, I've talked to people who are in the military, you know, all the way from like back in the Korean War till today that I've had sightings. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like, you know, that that's that's the thing, you know, like so like the Foo Fighters. Yeah, like Foo Fighters. I've I talked to dudes that like old dudes that were in the Navy that saw stuff, you know, like back in the day. Yeah. You know. And so it makes you like wonder if that's why I always wonder about the military connection. It's because I've talked to people in the military that, you know, that, that have seen them, you know, that's kind of where, why it's like, it makes you wonder. So it's like, is it, is it real? Is it, are we seeing our tech? Is it other people's tech? Is this actually like extraterrestrial? I don't know, but like, 
it's hard to say. It's just blown up so much lately. Like, cause I've been around uh. the community for a little while. And that's why I'm kind of like, you know, I'm ready to move on in a sense as well. Is that, you know, there has been a massive, massive uptick in interest and in people involved now. Like UFO Twitter is huge. It's huge. Like never seen that many people together. Like talk about UFOs. It used to be a nerdy thing that you did like <laughs> quietly. Yeah, you know, the Star Wars and Star Trek fans. Exactly, because yeah. you know it was probably the Star Wars nerds that are saying, "Like, yeah, man, UFOs are probably real, man." You know, like yeah. real life Star Wars, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, exactly. Like, see a Millennium Falcon, but like maybe that's why I was like uh, in the beginning, I was like, "Ah, oh, man, if Star Wars was real, of course we would have UFOs." You know, but. I don't know. It's they say it. I mean, if it is a psyop, it's just to cover up our stuff, keep people distracted. There could be many levels to it, you know. Yeah. So when when you decided to kind of get away from like the whole UFO community and stuff, and kind of get on to different things and a different path, like what what are, what was your motivation behind that? I I think it was just kind of like. I didn't feel, I mean, and I'm sorry. And, you know, I've, I've, I'm still participating, but it's like, I feel like I, I don't see where it's going to go. Where's this going to go? I don't have, like, if you ask me what I'm interested about and you ask me about UFOs, it's harder for me to say like, well, what do I wonder about? I don't know. They're probably there. If they are there, they've been there. What does that mean to me now? I don't know. Like, yeah. cool. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like the world's pretty fucked up and it's hard. I think it, the world being so fucked up, it's hard to sometimes like be like, Oh, I'm going to talk about UFOs. Like, fuck. Like we got killer drone fucking strikes out there. Like people's freedoms are being fucking restricted around the world. Like, you know, there's so much fighting fucking we might have, you know, it's like wars, countries are being taken over like left and right. Like, you know, like I I feel like there's so much more because as, as my newsy broadcast journalism background, I, it's hard. And I, and I'll say this, I guess to the UFO crowd too, is like, it's hard to focus on something that I, I'm like, it's a, could be a perceived threat or some like real shit that's going on, you know? Yeah. Well, interestingly, though, during this whole weird time of uh, the Corona stuff and everything, you know, the UFO thing has kind of been in the picture, though. It's been like a kind of like a bottom line side plot going on at the same time. So. Final season of fucking Earth, right? We have this like nice little like subplot of the UFO that makes it fun. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too because we you see the pool out of Afghanistan, right? Yeah, and you see like you know Trump and the decisiveness, or you know it it kind of made people go in a certain direction, almost so like they could split us up uh, and gave room for Biden to come in, you know. And then you see this underlying UFO thing. You see like Elon Musk going to the moon. You see the Virgin guy going to the moon or to mars or they just went up in the atmosphere but uh they got one this wednesday where they're going around yeah Yeah. and bezos there's there's this weird billionaire thing about going to outer space at the same time as like 
UFO disclosure is supposed to be on the horizon. And, you know, it seems like, you know, there might be something is like looming in the air that something's going to happen soon, you know, whether it be war or uniting everybody for the new world order. So that way we can fight the alien presence because, you know, we all have to unite together to take that out. Yes. I mean, it. so when you look at it, it all does fit kind of into like what's going on around the world too. And the addition yeah. of the space force and why do we need to fight wars in outer space? And yeah. what is that about? Like, why is there, like, why do we need to destroy other people's satellites? How come we're always at war with each other? Why aren't we just going on to get along? Because for some reason, well, we can all, I mean, we're, our, we have the military industrial complex and we make a lot of money making these weapons and we sell the weapons to the mm-hmm. other countries and there's more yeah. war and yeah. it's, it's this horrible, vicious cycle. And now we're moving into the technology war, you know, with all the AI shit and the fucking satellite shit. That's why they need all those fucking satellites to fucking do the internet to control their fucking AI robots. Like we're getting Terminator two. This Sky, is not good. Skynet. You think? Yeah. I was like, this is not the reality like timeline I wanted to do. I didn't want to do the Skynet one. <laughs> do, you, do you think that's really what it's going towards though? Well, I know the military is working. That's why they're putting up the 5g. That's why they need the military satellites because they have the AI system, um, getting ready to go with the robots. Um, yeah, the robots and stuff. It's uh, they so, did a big test last. Um, they do it. Oh, they're doing it. It's Project Convergence. Okay. They do it in the fall. They try out the tech in um, Arizona. Okay, go on. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. So they're doing number two now. Last year they did the first one because Project Convergence is also about them being able to network together all this shit. They said at the last point, really, it's a human that decides and presses the button, but the AI does everything. They got like these things. They can look through buildings, you know, they, they like, it looks like video game stuff. So like do you think stuff they can do? So, yeah. Talk to more about project convergence. Like what, what is that project about? Like what is the technology aspect of it? It's the it's this it's being able to network this AI together so that it converges project convergence and make sure and then so basically like, like it takes transhumanism. It, yeah, well it's 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 like satellites and cameras and then it yeah. goes into like this AI thing and then it like tells you like what to send out, like what fucking troops to send out, what shit you need to do to take out that stuff. So the and, AI is is like an artificial intelligence that's ruling the government or in control or no, they're, no, this, they're this using an, it to figure stuff gonna, out because it's like a super smart computer type. AI. Yeah, no, this is a program that the military is using on the battlefield. Okay. Um, so if you look it up, you can look a project convergence. Um, they have a little short video about it. It shows all the weapons that they try to connect online. It's just this whole huge AI system. I don't know if it's like self-aware or anything, but um, yeah. But it does take account to everything to help. You know, I don't know precision, more precision, I guess. Huh. Yeah. So what what do you think the goal is? Is to just have like a security state for everything to be uh, 
controlled and for them to have an eye everywhere to see what everything and everybody's doing because you can get into like the data aspect of that too yeah and the whole data mining and everything else and they already do like if you think about (laughs) it now like 10 years ago if you went to go walk your dog would you be worried about somebody's ring like 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 somebody's ring camera like if your dog pooped you didn't have a bag you're like oh shit you know but now people got ring cameras so you got to go home right make sure you got a bag <laughs> well, but the thing not necessarily i still see some of those ring cameras and they show people stealing shit right off the oh that's board. true <laughs> <laughs> but i mean it's 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 like nowadays like you're kind of used to like thinking like oh i'm going to be there's like cameras everywhere that car has a camera that person yeah. has camera there's a camera in the store you know there's cameras on everything now and um so we're kind of already in this like surveillance state there's you know there's there's the what the name is that there's some like programs that have been like can't remember the name of the program so i can't talk about it a lot of people talk about the 5g aspect too about being related to the whole corona thing uh, and oddly enough, like it came out during the whole Corona time too. That's ex- kind of, they're starting to put up the 5g towers before that. And then once everybody was gone and at home, they started putting them up all over the fucking place and everywhere. And then, you know, people got sicker and whatnot. And some people will say it's a, uh, the 5g resonance is was causing the sickness. And if you kind of look back at it around the same time, Period two, when uh, radio came out, like people were getting sick too. I think that was, I forget what flu that was. I don't know. Um, but it seems to have some convergence, if Ooh, you will. Convergence. Yeah, there's some convergence there. Uh, I, yeah. And then, so like the whole 5G thing and how that's connected into this military stuff. Um, that's pretty interesting. Like, what else do you know about why they needed the 5G for these uh, military experiments? What other types of things are they doing? Well, I know, like, they, they say that 5G is um, also important so that for um, remote surgery, the speed of the connection. So if you think about it, so it's like real time with like the little robot hands doing surgery. So if you think about that, it's just so it's so precise and it's faster in time and real time that things can move like whatever you need to control. Yeah. It's much like the lag times were like I mean, less, you know what 5G I mean? 5G is only going to be cool for a while and then what up to 6G? Then it'll be, yeah, no, then it'll doesn't be 6G. the military already have like 10G? They probably do. I don't fucking know. They they have like the whatever they got better than what we got. <laughs> but but they don't run um cuz I once heard too that radio waves are actually a lot better than like what we use for Wi-Fi, the 5G waves. It it might be cuz I think too what they said is like there's this only like there's no, only so many spectrums left of that like frequency stuff so like I guess the 5G just kind of uh, lives in this one, you know, little spectrum. And what you'll notice with 5G towers is they're much lower than traditional cell phone towers. They're like on light post, things like that. They're not yeah. like way up when you see the other one. It's because of the frequency. And why why do they fucking try to disguise them as trees when they put them in? I just I think it's just for <laughs> for visual aesthetic. I 
I know, but it seems like because I heard a lot of people say, like, oh, people got mad at him and made him put it up. But I don't remember ever really remembering that. I remember they were just up and they were there. No, they and they were already. Up and, oh, there was that fucking weird looking tree. Yeah, you know, they were already disguised though. Is yeah, it seems more of like sneaky to me. Like if well, they put them in not disguise and then everybody like got up in arms and was like oh you need to cover that and then they did it i would get it but they put them up already disguised as a fucking tree i know it's and sneaky. think about this too they're they're in like school they're in schoolyards they're yeah. in playgrounds all over at least yeah. in this state yeah actually i got on the freeway the other day and i started driving south and like i got not even a quarter mile down the freeway and I was looking to the left and I fucking saw one. I was like, holy shit, how long has that been there? I never even noticed it. Yeah. They they're so they're so well hidden that it seems to be okay. uh sneaky. Yeah, no. It is. Deceiving. And I tell you they're very dangerous. I used to know a dude that worked on the cell phone towers and you'd have to aim the dish to catch the other one. And he said, if you got your head up in that dish, it'll fucking fry your brain. Like you have, like it's very high risk job. Hmm. Yeah. Very dangerous. Yeah. That's crazy. Like that shit will kill you. <laughs> so let's, let's put them by schools and on top of fire departments. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and from what I understand, it's difficult for the schools to try to get them removed because they signed some sort of lease. Well, they're government property too, right? Yeah, Cause exactly. The schools are owned by the government usually mm -hmm. uh, in the area. Yeah. So, yeah, five G is a trip. What, like, what other projects are you? Uh, reading about and stuff like as far as military and some of the things that they're trying to pull off now. Oh, let's see right now. I've been, I've been kind of going back right now. I've been going back into like, I've been reading about the seventies and reading about psyops there. Cause like for me, oh, yeah. I'm kind of a nerd. And before I get to the present, I'm like, I take things and I'm like, well, cause I've been reading a lot about like, the media control and stuff. And I was like, well, psyops, let me go back. I'm going to go back, yeah. back. So going to the seventies right now, um, because really when you think about like the most powerful thing is to control somebody's mind, not to kill them, but to control yeah. somebody's mind and have them do what you want. And, you know, and there's been a lot of that, you know, that we've done in other countries and that they've done to us. And that, that fascinates me, you know? So, I'm looking into that stuff. Um, you know, the military tech stuff, the drone stuff trips me out really like the AI drones really trip me out. You know, the use of AI in the military, you know, I know they say it's like, you know, it's for the better, you know, for, but I'm like, it just, it's, it turns things into statistics, you know, it's weird yeah. you know, thinking about a robot or some sort of artificial intelligence, looking at these things and making a decision, you know, when, when people talk about drones or, this artificial intelligence type of thing. How big can these things get? Cause I think when I think about it, I just think of like the little ones that people fly around. Do you know how big a Reaper drone is or a no. predator drone? They're like as big as like a fucking 16s. Oh really? So they're huge. 
fucking huge. Like I was, cause we had that drone strike over in Afghanistan last week, right. With the hellfire missile. So I was like, well, I want to see what these predators look like. Right. They're fucking huge. You didn't think they were that, like you hear drone and you think of like, Oh, a drone, you know, yeah. but no, these things are the size of like fighter jets. Great. And how, do, how are they controlling them? These are controlled by humans, which is still just as dangerous. I mean, humans are dangerous, you know, by themselves, you is know. There, there's certain people in the military that are controlling these things or. Yeah, they have, well, they have like, you know, their chain of command. There's the guys who like pilot yeah. them. There's the guys, you know. Do they have like a whole team them? of people like like you see in like the movies where they're, all the screens are everywhere, you know. Yeah, and like, like you could. Yeah. 20 people in there set, telling them everything to do. I did talk to a dude that worked on the um the the computer systems for those drones, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and like it's fucking real shit, man. Huh. Like life and death. It's crazy. All and then it's like they're just like killing people from, you know, it's like a video game. Yeah. With a remote control, do they use like a they have, if you yeah, if you go online um, and you look up like predator drones and reaper drones, there's some videos that show um, what the control space looks like, um, and it's it's a trip. It's a trip, but yeah, that's for real. Like they control them with these little like joysticks. That's crazy, so crazy. I didn't hear about the hellfire strike either in Afghanistan. What are the, what's like the what's the hellfire missiles? What all the hellfire missiles? Those are with the predator drone. I'm going to have to look up the hellfire so I don't sound all. No, dude, <laughs> what creeps me out is like we have this stuff. That, that That's that's. What... I don't know. You know, it's like, you know, I could be talking about something I don't know we have, or I could talk about like. It's a air. The, it's an air to air or uh, air to air or air to ground missile. Uh, pre- precision airstrikes against tanks, structures, bunkers, and helicopters. Basically, this this Hellfire missile can defeat any known tank in the world. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a it's a crazy missile, and I believe the um, Predator, right? It's the Predator, not the. There's Predator and Reaper. They're two different drones. So I'm like, is it a Predator drone? Now I forgot. Sorry. <laughs> reaper reaper i think reaper those are interesting type. names to use though right like predator reaper and hellfire when you look at the naming conventions of these things it trips me out like so they have this naming conventions they have like, like a committee ha- that names these things or i guess the way they name these things okay like um they had a cloud system they were working on and the cloud system was called the Jedi cloud system. <laughs> it was like the joint air defense, something, something, something system. And I was like, okay, come on, you know? And then they are naming these things like predator reaper. Like these, like mm-hmm. it does not sound friendly. Like, yeah, <laughs> like at all. I always wondered about blue, the color blue. Like what does that mean? Because you hear it in all of these different aspects. You hear like blue beam, blue book, um, other different pro- blue projects and stuff. And I always kind of wondered like, what's the meaning behind that? I think for blue book, it's just like, they were just these little blue books, like oh, stupid right. things. Like, you know why project paperclip was called project paperclip? Cause they, 
had a paperclip pages. Yeah, they had a little paperclip on the <laughs> thing. So it was just like stupid shit. Like, huh? I mean, maybe there's nothing really behind it, but it seems like there would be. There, there might be a connection, like because Blue Book. If you look at the thing, that's the way the little notebooks were back then. I mean, that could possibly be it. Yeah, Blue Beam. I'm not sure where he got the name at all. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe because the sky. I don't know. Cause I, I think I heard one time that they have different colors for different projects. Well, we know they got black ones. Like different, like yeah, different <laughs> levels of uh, secrecy or something like oh. that. Yeah, so, no, there's like black. We know that for sure. So maybe blue is just a, a higher, like a lower level of security. Yeah, like black doesn't exist. Black doesn't exist. No. Yeah. <laughs> but those are what. That's what's interesting, though. It's like if this is what we know about, what about the stuff we don't know about? Right. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. That's what's that's what's kind of scary, though, too. You know, because it seems like. If the governments really didn't want us here and they're really trying to uh, harm all of us with this vaccine and stuff, what, what, I mean, I, you, people ask the same question with aliens too, and the government's almost the same. Is like, why don't, if they really don't want us here, why not just fucking get rid of us already? Why play it out so much? That. That makes you wonder, but it also makes you wonder if maybe they do, maybe they're trying. Okay, here, let me conspiracize and theorize with you. Yeah, there you go. Um, so perhaps, you know, they do want to thin out the herd, so to say, so to speak, but they want to think about eugenics. Maybe they're trying to get rid of the old and the sick. Yeah. The younger population. Without the old, you don't have the generation sharing the stories and their knowledge with the young kids. Kids then are easily molded into the next generation of what the world will be. That gets into some Tartaria shit right there. Do you know anything about Tartaria? You have inspired me to look a little bit into it, but I've been waiting to hear about your expertise. (laughs) So like in Tartaria, basically there's a lot of old buildings in America. And one of the aspects of it was these world fairs and they would come and build these fairs in an unreasonable amount of time, like two years to construct these large buildings. And then they would, um, kind of show it off as if they built everything, but then they would set everything on fire, but leave like one building or two buildings. So it's almost like, they just burned up all the shit they made, left the shit that was new or that was old, and then claimed it like they built it and saved it from the fire, you know. And then they, in the Tartaria stuff, they talk about like the orphan trains. And there's these orphan trains that would come through. Um, and that was like during the founding of these big cities in the late 1800s. And so there's kind of some theory there that there was a reset back then. Mm-hmm. And what they were doing with these orphan trains is they were bringing all these kids in and then showing them like these videos at the fair and talking to them about stuff and showing them the new innovations that they have almost so they can indoctrinate them into the new system. And that that's where our family lines kind of more or less come from in America is 
these uh, children that they brought over from somewhere else. Or oh. people always talk about like where these kids come from. There's there's evidence of these orphan trains and stuff that um, a lot of these Tartarian people talk about. And um, but nobody really knows where the kids came from. But it's it's all s- super interesting. So maybe this is like another calling. And we know even the Epstein stuff. Like there was an eugenics thing behind that whole shit too. You know and. I wonder if, I mean, as horrible as it is, I mean, uh, they could have used something not as horrible, but I think it had to be just so people would pay attention to that because the eugenics thing behind it is really the the crux of what they're really trying to get going, you know? Because um, they talk about him having... Uh, I forget that other house, but there was no way in and no way out. And he was trying to like create babies with these girls and uh, use them for like basically a eugenics program, take their babies. So, I mean, it's even more sinister than what you think. Yeah. And, and so like that's been an underlying thing during this time too, you know? And so there's so many weird underlying threads going on the last couple of years that you can start to put together a really sinister picture of things that are going on. Uh, and yeah. even with Afghanistan, I, I kind of wonder like what's going on there. It seems like they're pulling out to kind of get people out of the area because it seems like they're trying to keep everybody in their own lands as if they're for some reason right? Every, coming or everybody in their people out like i think we can't go like americans i think we can't go to europe now or something yeah we can't go to europe yeah we can't go uh they're they're doing the pa- vaccine passports pretty soon they're not even going to let people travel out of the country you're not no. even going to be able to go so you're going to be stuck in your own country i think that's a lot of the reason why they wanted to bring all the troops back so that they would be here in the, in the mainland to protect it. But then, which is smart. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at it in that way, you go, Oh yeah. Makes sense. But why, why did they leave $80 million worth of shit over there? They left a lot of shit because I think like we make so much shit. They're always armed with our shit everywhere. If we sell somebody our shit, then they sell to, if they don't have enough to sell, then they sell to another companies or countries, uh-huh. so company, country, same shit, so that yeah. they can copy it and then resell yeah. it. You it's know like, what I mean? It's like, where's the Taliban get all these tanks and shit from? Where'd they get it from before? They got it from us before. You know, we, I mean, you know that we did the yeah. training back for them. Yeah. And it, I had did a recent episode where I talked about where we sent them, um, the U.S., not us, but the CIA made textbooks for the children of Afghanistan, and they've got like you know one bomb, two bomb. How many bombs does he have? Are you, you know, like, kidding me? Like my uncle does jihad. Like it's horrible. Like they have picked like they, we sent them over there, and so what the CIA said was it was like localization because if they didn't do that, then they the kids wouldn't really you know they wouldn't use the the and, materials. So we and printed there's the a indoctrination sh- again. 
And so that inspired me to do an episode about our education system two weeks ago when I got a teacher from LAUSD mm -hmm. to come in and talk to me or an ex-teacher. And, you know, we talked about the school system and how that was just basically, I think it's based on the Prussian school system and how it's just indoctrination to basically create workers. And mm -hmm. then so this week we're going to be talking about media control. It's all like this chain of events and things. And that's kind of how I... I've been going lately yeah. with my shows. It's like from this, okay, then I want to look at this system and I want to look at that system and then go back to the original thing I was talking about. Yeah, originally uh, the education system was uh, it's like a communist education system. It came from communist. Yeah. And we brought it over here. Uh, I think the core system is, is that way that they just uh, – put into effect like that a, common a few, core thing yeah, right yeah a few years a few i don't know how many years ago they started doing that it's been a while now i think maybe it's been a few i think the children i believe i read somewhere that the children who first started on it in school are now graduated so it's been yeah. at least one generation of yeah, school children exactly. one full generation yeah and it's weird too a lot of kids they say weren't getting sick or contra uh getting the covid and everything like that so it and it seems like you know they're uh, Cuomo basically genocided a whole bunch of old people in the nursing homes. So you could see how like it's affecting older people a lot more yeah. than it is the younger people. And it does seem like maybe they're trying if if allegedly if COVID is allegedly a a, a psyop type thing that they'd be getting rid of an older generation so that way they can indoctrinate the younger generation. And they've been doing it through propaganda on television and movies yeah. since, since there was television and movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I mean, cause you know, I went to propaganda school. I realized, oh. you know, I, you know, I went to propaganda school. I went to film school and I studied broadcast journalism, television production and film design. And also in that school was PR. Yeah. So the, that's propaganda school right there. Yeah. Well, you have you have to learn, you have to learn that to get your degree. Or no, I mean, all housed within the same school oh, okay. is broadcast journalism, filmmaking, television, and public relations. Hmm. Yeah, because it's all teaching people how to create this this stuff. Illusion. Exactly. An how illusion. to elicit feelings. How to cut. How to edit things in a certain way. How to write things in a certain way. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Huh. It's about I, eliciting emotion. I skipped skip school, so maybe maybe I should go to school so I can elicit emotion from people. No, no. I mean, I was just I was really interested in learning <laughs> journalism and uh, filmmaking and television stuff, so I went to school for it. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting too that a lot of these people behind the scenes that are you know kind of planning and plotting all this stuff out seem to have something going on with magic or secret orders and stuff. How, how much have you got into that? That is something I am very underschooled in. All I know is that there seems to be something to it. I kind of like, and this, this is where I go like, ah, UFOs. Cause I, I kind of, and then I'm like, cause when it gets into these like secret societies and occulty magic stuff, I'm like, I don't know, man, it seems kind of scary what they could do. So I stay away from like really getting into deep into that. Then I go, I'm going to look at UFOs. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's easier to deal with. Uh, Cause 
like what I was saying earlier too, like if this is a simulation and magic is a way to hack the simulation. Yeah, yeah. It seems like that is exactly what they they're know. doing. They're using the magic to hack the simulation because on these certain days, certain time periods of the year and the whole numbers thing, everything has some sort of pattern to it. And it looks mm-hmm. like they're using this pattern in their advantage for their sinister desires. And uh, so it gets very interesting with like, so even like with music in the sixties and, and LSD and Timothy yes. Leary and yes. the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, a lot of their family members, their dads, even uh, the guy in uh, uh, Blink-182, their fathers are in these secret military places or high up in the military services. So, I mean, there's a lot of connection there, too, with uh, with military. So have you uncovered any of those situations, too, where you're like, what? I didn't know yeah uh, this person's fault that's that i think person. it was like i think like i think like jim morrison's dad yeah. was like military uh-huh. um you know and it's like because i was reading something and it's like the cia summer of love like the whole thing was like them releasing the lsd out there yeah. and like it was dope for people but like what were they trying to do you know it was dope for people no. <laughs> it was probably dope for people it was dope for people that's what they did but it it's kind of weird because the hippies were all like no war and smoked pot and did all the drugs. So it seems like if their desire was to be chill, to get them on board with the war and stuff, why would they be giving them drugs? And you know, because what did, what was the thing? I guess to like trip turn- out so they wouldn't, they'd be, uh, what was it called when you're, like dumb down so that you won't fight against anything. Like you're complicit. Yeah. You make you complicit because you're high. So you just don't want to worry about fighting. Well, that's why I was like, why did they legalize weed? Did they legalize weed? Cause they wanted us to have it so they could tax it or so that we became more chill. Uh, yes. I think that's why they legalized marijuana was because they could control it. For a long time, they've been losing the war on drugs. The war on drugs they created. Well, yeah, exactly, because the alphabet agencies have been running drugs through Mexico and Cuba and the Middle East for long, long periods of time. And even there's like a connection with the Hells Angels and I think New York, and they were actually working with the CIA to... Uh, get these drugs and run drugs for them in the motorcycle gangs. And it's also interestingly enough, the motorcycle gangs were started in the first place for uh, military people coming out of war to have a, a group to join. So you get another military connection there um, into the drug connection. And then what I think marijuana was about is um, more or less like if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, this shit's worth more than gold. Uh, if we control it and tax it, then we can make a bunch of money, just like the tobacco industry. Right, and then, then you know, because even in the bill in California, when they're talking about legalizing marijuana, they put a bunch of stupid ass shit in there, and it was already on the docket before, and people um, 
didn't approve it. And so every next time that they try to put it in, they try to put more stupid shit in there to the point where it's like people are like most people that smoke pot wanted to vote it down. But it is also like at the same time, if we vote it down again, it's never going to fucking be here again. At least if we vote it in, then we can work to change some of these bogus fucking laws that they're doing. Because like in Colorado, they donate a lot of that money um, to the school system there and to the roads and stuff like that. So uh, it makes the community nicer, you know, and I think that's what they need to do. But what they are actually doing is they're just taxing the shit out of it. And if they're taxing it so much in California, how come I have like five potholes in my fucking road? And how come... (laughs) You know, California should have a shit ton of fucking money right now. Yeah, we should have some really nice roads. No, like I know a city by me, um, it went legal there. Like they could have dispensaries there, but like they did this huge ass lottery, you know, where everybody could join in. You had to pay like 50 grand or some shit just for a ticket to, you know, get a license. And of course, you know, the people who probably bribed, I'm pretty sure, were the ones who got the licenses. Like, yeah, you know, it's all for money. You know, I'm sure that that city's probably living fat off all the, or the, the officials are off all the mm-hmm. money. You know what I mean? Yeah, you would think so. But where is it going? To those people, <laughs> to <Yeah>. the officials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly my point. They're, they're taking it for themselves instead of they're doing something big- good with it you know yeah and it seems to be like that in pretty much every aspect of government once you get into it there's always some type of nefarious shit going on everywhere i think somebody once said like it only takes like a few weeks for a good politician to become corrupted yes and it's i think a lot of it has to do with the corporations that rule behind the scenes and their money and their influence into these politicians and they're basically just puppets for corptocracy that's going on. And then when you break down words, like what's a corp? Yeah. It's a dead body, right? Yeah. Everything's always about death and uh, weird shit. Oh, it's, 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 it's weird too, that like a corporation, right. That it's, it's considered like an entity, like a human by law, you know, that's what trips me out. I heard somebody say that, on TV earlier, a corporate entity. And I went, Oh, there's your ETs. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I mean, the sad thing is when you really, this is why UFOs, I'm just going to say why UFOs. Cause when you sit down sometimes and you start to look at this shit and you're like, no, this company is bought and sold by these corporations. And Mm -hmm. maybe these senators or these new congressmen, they come in and they have all the best intentions in the world, but like the system is designed against them. It's designed to corrupt them, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. not. And and the thing is, it's like, you, and then you talk about these things and then you get depressed because you're like, well, how the fuck can we fix it? And then you're like, oh, we can't because the system is fucked from the beginning. <laughs> We're just fucking people. We're just fucking working, fucking paying taxes. Like that's all they want. They want our money, you know? But, but. But why do they want our money? They have so much of it. I think it goes beyond money, you know? You think it's like energy? I think, yeah, I think it's to keep us in this never-ending, like, wake up, go to work, come home, wake up, go to work, come home, never question anything, always just conform, 
never do anything. You don't have money to go anywhere, so you can't because you have all these bills for all these other services that you have to pay for because you have to have your TV, you have to have your cell phone, you have to have your car, you have to buy gas. So many different things. Oh, and you have to buy a house that you don't own. Yeah, that you don't really own because they can take it. <laughs> because they can take it. Even if you own it, the property that it's on, they own because you have. To, that's why you pay property tax. And so you never actually own anything. And and you just uh, agree and go along with the rest of the sheep. No, and that's – it's just – no, it's it's designed that way. Even we talked about the education system yeah. designed to conform you and separate you from your family. No, to to make you fit into that thing. So later, when you're an asshole that has to go to work, you're not causing problems because you know how to sit there until it's time to go on break. You know, because <laughs> you need the job. Otherwise, because you need the job to pay for the house or pay <laughs> pay for fucking all your bills. So you got to sit there, and then you're like, well, fuck this. Why the fuck is uh -huh. it like this? Yeah, but then you can't do anything about it. So then you turn on the TV, right? Because fuck, what can you do? Just escape. Yeah. Escape the reality that you're in into a new reality. Like, have you watched the movie Ready Player One? Yes. I feel like we're like in Ready Player One. Like, It seems like it's getting really close to that, doesn't it? Like yeah. Like this whole virtual reality world that we don't really exist in this one. We get a universal basic income so we can sit at home and play video games in our virtual reality all day. And just, yeah, it doesn't, it's so weird. But what, so what's weird. interesting about it is how it all relates back to like ancient history and Anunnaki people. Have you heard of the Anunnaki? I have heard of and them. Ancient stuff. So there is these uh, group of gods, and it seems like they're in many different places. And then they always control the society. They give them knowledge of things. They give them technologies, but they always keep them at bay. And it seems like it's, it's just a continuation of the same thing over and over again. I agree with that, <laughs> with what you're saying, because what you're saying, I'm like, yeah, and then like, and they give us some technology, and then we're like, woohoo, let's I mean, do our technology. Look at most people nowadays, they can't even take their eyes off their phone for an hour or two, you know? Yeah, Try on to, Friday, yeah. it was great. I lost power, my phone was dead. <laughs> I was just chilling without anything. I yeah. was like, this is nice. Whenever I go on a vacation or something, I always like, I turn that shit all the way down, turn it off, I don't even bother with it. I'm like, just leave me alone. I don't even want to talk to anybody. It's nice. <laughs> it's nice to be able to do that for like a few days. But yeah. like. I feel like with like podcasting and doing the radio, you're just like always in contact with people and you're always like, yeah. you know, hey, what times this we're bad trying to like yeah. do stuff. So you're always like having to talk to people just to keep it going too. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of the nature of what yes. we do though. We have to be somewhat incorporated in it because, you know, fight fire with fire. Yeah. <laughs> to beat the beast, you have to become the beast. Uh, we are in the beast, I guess. The beast, yeah, the beast of burden. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> back, 
but it's the Rolling Stones. Um, <laughs> back into all the other government projects. From it's sixties and seventies. MK Ultra too, mind control. I mean, people talk about mind nuts. control, and you go, I don't know, but then you talk about like the psychology of it and breaking yes. down, breaking people down, yes. and the trauma, and then you can split their personalities and the different personalities, and then you can get into Beyonce and how she talks about her uh, alter ego that actually goes on stage for her that she doesn't go on stage and. You see these weird videos of MK Ultra and Britney Spears, and it makes yeah. you go like, "What the fuck is really going on?" And how come all these Disney people that came out of like the Disney uh, stuff when they were a kid, how come they all seem all weird and fucking fucked up and shit? The only normal one is Justin Timberlake. I don't know why he's the normal one, and everybody. To, I guess once in a while they turn out a normal one, but like. <laughs> I think like that that actor shit, like kid children actor stuff. They do some weird shit. I think to those kids, like I don't fucking know, man. That MK Ultra shit. Yeah, and it seems like their parents are always in charge in some weird way too. Yeah, and, and it's so weird. Like even what's going on with like Britney Spears and this conservatorship thing, and what's it's so it's so fucking. I don't. It's so crazy like how can i mean the mk ultra and the uh was it project monarch oh mockingbird mockingbird no, monarch like project oh, monarch. monarch monarch yeah monarch yeah for that's, sure that's the mk ultra one with the butterfly and that's like yeah uh, britney spears has the butterfly on her back and that's why a lot of girls started getting butterfly tattoos and it's so funny because it's like project monarch you're under mind fucking control control. and it's like the big fad that all people are doing i don't have a i do not have a butterfly tattoo (laughs) i do not no on your back no i don't i do is it a monarch yeah oh are you part of project monarch yeah oh well, that's why you have it. Well, duh. I know duh. that. <laughs> You're just telling me. <laughs> I'm, I'm an honest person. No, I, don't, I really don't have a, a butterfly on my back. <laughs> but you know what? You can. And we talked about manifesting your dreams earlier in the show. So if you want it, I know you can You know, you know, can make the moves to where you can have that butterfly tattoo. You think I should just try to manifest a tattoo that's already there into a butterfly? And uh, yeah. And then what if, if you that just works? slightly keep changing realities, right? Until you get to the reality where you actually have that tattoo and boom. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I focus on it enough... I can manifest it. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. I want to see. I'm going to try it. Um, so I, I know you, uh, you're really into like the government stuff, but I just yeah. find the other questions sure. like, compelling. And I think other oh, people love kind of hearing about that, the paranormal aspects of it or whatever. But one of the weirdest things that got me, to and like it trips me out is like why why people like say like jesus saved me and then all of a sudden their alien abduct, abduction starts do you think that has more to do with mental faculties 
and the belief that they're going to go away rather than anything else or i don't know like there's the thought process that like if you believe in something and if these are just like thought forms or some sort of egregore that you're calling upon some other thought form that is in your that has been created to fight this such thing you know if you think Uh about it in that sense yeah like if you believe in jesus and believe you believe jesus is gonna because you believe it so because your mom told you Jesus keeps the demons away. And so you're like, all right, if the demons come, Jesus. And you just believe that. So I think, I wonder if it's the power of that belief, you know? Like, what if you ask your mom to come save you or your father? Like, does, yeah. does that, have you heard any stories or uh, came across anything where it would suggest that they have said other names besides just. Most of the time, I've heard the Jesus thing. Yeah, the it's most. usually always. Jesus works and nothing Jesus else. Jesus works. Maybe he does. I mean, he does work. If it's long, hey, you know what I say? As long as it works, <laughs> not hurt nothing. If you you call on Jesus and he gets rid of this freaking aliens. If it's not, nope. if it ain't broke, don't fix it or what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Who would you call upon such a, a bunch of aliens about around your bed? What would you do? You're 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 in sleep paralysis. So you cannot move, so you can only call to somebody. Uh, Zoltan. Ah, yeah, Zoltan. Right, <laughs> he'll help me. <laughs> Flying spaghetti monster, maybe. Or perhaps it's just focusing on something that gets you out of that, and then the aliens yeah. get and they get out of the sleep paralysis, and the aliens leave. Yeah, antipasta. I wonder if like Satan would work too. Like, I mean, I guess you could try it. I mean, if a Satanist say got abducted by an alien, wouldn't they be like, "Oh, hell, Satan"? <laughs> I would like to know. Actually, you know, as I said, I like I'm not really into talking to experience, but that makes me wonder. I would like to hear of people from other religions. Um, who like you know? Yeah. Did you call on Satan? Like, do people call on Buddha? Or like you know? in India? Yeah, did they call like on Rama or something? Yeah, I don't know. It makes you wonder. I don't know. Like culturally, like maybe different cultures. Well, they they call on a yeah, diff- they wouldn't even say Jesus. They say it in a completely different language. Yeah. So why would so, it speak English? Hmm. Ah, hmm. <laughs> oh, man. It makes you wonder. But, I mean, I've heard it works nine times out of ten. Some people say they have experiences where it doesn't work at all, and there's nothing you can do, and you can move around the world, and they'll still find you. They'll still. Well, then that kind of makes you think that it's just part of you anyways. Yeah. If you can't escape it, then, you know. Because, like we talked about earlier with ghosts, the energy seems to be trapped or confined in that area. So if you left that area, you would no longer be haunted by that ghost. And a lot of people say once they move out of haunted places that they don't, they lose those experiences and in certain circumstances, some of them have like a personal demon or something like that attached. Yes. I've heard a lot about these like attachments or sometimes you can pick up this because I I have a few friends that are um, like, paranormal investigators that like go out and do this stuff 
Yeah. And you know, they say these things like like those attachments and things, those are very real. Like there is very negative energy out there too when they go out to these places too. But there's also like just that nice energy from people who you just used to live there, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there I mean, a lot of people get like those good feelings in uh high energy places where like the ley lines, the electrical mm. field of the the world uh, converges. Um, yes, where they converge. Yes, <laughs> sort of like uh, like when they go to the pyramids and stuff. But those are on. Interestingly enough, I think the pyramids are on the thirty third parallel, and uh, we just started talking about um, Disneyland is on the thirty third parallel. And I live off right off that. You know what's crazy? My okay, I, Disneyland's like really right there yeah just down the street and it the 33rd parallel also goes through the circle in the middle of my town where the mason temple is uh-huh. right there too uh-huh. so we have this it's crazy because it's like a traffic circle and it's yeah. from like back in the day when the town first was built back in the 1800s yeah. and they knew to put it there well freemasons found it freemasons yeah so it lines up to fucking disneyland yeah and then uh, there's like Club 33 at Disneyland too. Yes, like a secret club within Disneyland that's on the 33rd parallel, and it's all yes. about magic and animated animals. I like Disneyland <laughs> in like the fun way, but then I'm like, no, you said animated animals in such like a dark way. I'm like, oh my god, now I'm scared. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, wait, we're, is uh, it scary? Wait, are animated animals scary? Well, if, if you talk about it in the sense of like skinwalkers and oh, animal well. spirits and, uh, well, animated animals are weird. Yeah. Because they're humanized animals. It's kind of like Egypt in a way too. Like, right. <gasps> with like yeah. the bull heads and the bird heads and the dog heads and all that stuff. <laughs> now you got me think I I think of Disneyland. I'm like, yeah, Mickey Mouse. You know, you could see like you know, Goofy and stuff. Yeah. And but they talk about like Joshua Tree, and there's certain other aspects of like uh, these sacred places, and a lot of yes. a lot of actual temples and stuff are on these sacred areas, and a lot of people feel like the energy is different in it and people have the same energy feeling with the crop circles. So it's, uh, it's all, it's really interesting. And then the whole, there's the Bermuda triangle stuff too, with the energy and these hidden areas. And what about portals? What do you think about portals? Is there any military information on stargates and portals? Have you came across any of that? Well, what they do have, man, but I did like a full fucking deep dive into portals, ley lines, vile vortices and all that stuff a few years ago. I did like a several month deep dive. Yeah. But like as far as the government goes, from what I know, it's like it's all the mental stuff. It's all the consciousness stuff, like trying to, you know, remote view and do the portals through the mind. You know what I mean? They say that you have to fly alien aircraft with your brain by thinking about it, right? Yeah, That's do you remember do you remember a few years back it might have been when episode 1 came out but they had this toy I think that you could put on and like oh, you could yeah. like mentally like to bring use this the force? ball up. Yes. Yeah. So I mean 
so they like they have their, that tech toys. is like they're toys, toys for guys. kids. So if that's what they showed kids back in like 2000, maybe was that 2000 even? I don't even know. So that's like 21 years ago. So they were giving kids this tech that they probably had like in maybe even 20 or 30 years before that. So, I mean, because, you yeah. know, we have these things, you know, that help amputees that can read the brain signals that allow them to yeah. you know, like telepathically. That's read, the Elon you know. Musk thing. Yeah. The, the Elon Musk Neuralink shit. Ne- yeah, Neuralink. Yeah, but then it's like, also, I'm like, ah, I don't want to put no microchips in my head. I'm sorry. Yeah, like, where do you, because, like, where do you think the transhumanist aspect ends? It seems like it's developing all this AI. Are they are they trying to, like, breed us into just becoming part of it? Maybe is the AI just going to take over the human body? Yeah, maybe there's like I have like what I call the ancient AI theory. Probably other people have other theories, but like it, it's always been here, and it's just been you know giving us this information so that we can build the technology so it can come back. Yeah, and uh, yep. that's my ancient AI theory. Yeah. Right? I don't know. Probably somebody else has it too. But um, but the other thing is too, like these corporations, these are like soulless corporations that are just you know trying to make more money and make things more efficient without any thought of really like what it could do or cause to humanity or people or society. So it might be like that shit, like they don't even know, you know what I mean? They don't even know what they're doing. Like it might not be conscious that they're trying to do that, but yeah, is that, you know what I mean? I know it makes you, I kind of think, have you seen the show like American gods? I, I have been, I've been recently, I've really been wanting to rewatch it. I started, I finished the first season, but then I didn't go back. So I'd like to really go back and watch it lately. It's been coming up a lot. Has it? I haven't actually watched it. I've seen it. I've seen previews. I've tried to watch an episode, but what I get out of it is, is all the different characters are named after different gods, right? Yes. It's, it's very interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. The path I was going on is what if, these ancient gods are still around and they have inhabited the billionaire class and they're the ones still controlling everything. Basically, I guess that's kind of gets into the lizard people thing. And yeah, like you're the elite or whatever, you know, the L ites, (laughs) the lizard ites. Well, L L is a a ancient God. Oh, L. So Elites are the elites, yeah. Oh shit! See, it's, it's that uh, isn't it that hidden in plain sight thing, like the yeah. words that like you look yeah. back in the words and you really look at what they they say. Like earlier, you were talking about corporation, corpse, mm-hmm. body. Yeah, you know. Um, no, but I do like American Gods. It's a very interesting premise. Like you know, like because here in America, you know, we have so many different cultures. So the gods of the people came with them. Like you know, like the yeah. Norse gods came here. You know, uh-huh. the whatever gods they have. You know, Anubis is in the show and stuff. Oh, yeah. And what what's happening is now it's as we go into this age where we have. Um, technology so we have the gods of Uh technology the new gods the new gods yeah and because who is who they used to pray to the gods think about it right and and now what do people pray to this all the energy goes here to these things to the technology 
there's this rapper, I think, uh, I can't remember his name, but he says, uh, there's no new world order. It's just the same old one. Yeah. Nothing's changed. Everything's the same. Just in different contexts now because we're in a different era. Or we yeah. believe that we're in a different era. Perhaps we're not. <laughs> Maybe the Maybe. stuff that they just put on the wall was just the art of that time. And we just, uh, and they had technologies. So they just didn't put that on the wall that, I mean, you don't see like George Washington sitting there with, uh, whatever was cool back then or whatever, <laughs> whatever he had is maybe a phonograph. I don't know. Yeah. What did George Washington have? Like, I have no idea. That was so like, long ago. He's like, I, he had a book. I don't know. Like what did they have back then? You know? <laughs> oh yeah. Paper mill. Paper mill. He's like, he's like, I'm making shit. paper over here. You check know? out these like, stickers I made. <laughs> But yeah, you makes you wonder like what is the true we don't even know the true history. We don't know. They just told us what happened. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. And it, it kind of gets that way with everything, huh? We don't know. That's just We don't actually that's know. That's just what they told us. And then it makes you say, "Well, what do I know? All I know is like what I actually what do you actually know? What you actually experience? But all those other things we don't actually know. And the you only stories. And you don't even know if your own experiences are Fuck true you. either. Fuck. <laughs> ah, I'm stuck in the Matrix. Yeah. Ah, and then the Matrix is coming out again. Ah. Oh, they're remaking the Matrix. Matrix version. But I ch it's like the last one was like 14 years ago or something like that. You know, I watched the first Matrix um, a long time ago when it came out, yeah. and I never watched part two and three. I never seen, like, Reloaded and whatever the other one's called. Revelations or Revolutions. Yeah. And the other day, I was going through stuff to watch, and I came upon Matrix Trilogy. I was like, oh, shit, it's been a long time since I've seen this shit. Maybe since I'm doing a podcast now, maybe I should kind of recheck this shit out with a, a different mindset you know yeah and so i watched the first one again and uh yeah it's the same shit <laughs> uh I, I was just uh it didn't and didn't really enthrall me very much i kind of just thought it was stupid to be honest <laughs> <laughs> so so dan's not going out rushing out to see matrix four everybody <laughs> <laughs> probably not but I am going to watch the second and the third one because I do find it interesting and I want to see how it, it goes on. But uh, there's a lot of interesting aspects to it. Don't get me wrong. Like the whole, you know, humans are batteries and we're all yes. just energy. It makes yes. a lot of fucking sense when you think about it. I mean, that's all we are is just receptors, right? Yeah. Uh, so, I mean. And if you think about like how the magicians held the rod a lot, that could be like a way of conducting electricity uh, through their bodies, using themselves as a conductor to create like uh, electric electricity coming from their hands or some type of uh, thing like that, or putting your palm on somebody's head and shocking their brain back to fucking normal or some shit. 
Yeah. Who knows? There's what's that shit called? Qui Gong or something? Where Qui Gong or uh, the fucking the Chinese energy stuff? Yeah, they can run the energy through your body and to different places and kind of push the energy out to heal you. That's yeah, some trippy shit, man. Yeah, I know. I've yeah. had a friend that said she was she did like a consultation to like because they like do like this whole thing where they like read your body. Yeah. With like these sensors to see how the energy is flowing, and then they come back and like they do some shit to move the energy or some yeah. shit. We're hundred percent electricity. Yeah. Uh, because even like uh, you, you know, when you have a heart attack or something, they shock you back to life, right? Yeah. Uh, they have to use the electric electricity shit and we were just talking to uh tim james who's like a nutritionist type person who um, talks about chemical free uh supplements and stuff like that and he was he was saying food uh actually has like electric properties to it too so interesting we're we're putting this elect more uh like the nutrients and the sustenance that we're getting from it is actually so there's electric properties in there, the photons that we're putting back into our body and uh, ingesting it. Which makes sense to why we would be watery then because we can conduct electricity a lot better. Yeah. 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 And then we're when you think just little of, electric meat bags with water in uh, us. Yeah. <laughs> and then when you think about food too and like how, we consume food and what types of foods that we consume the foods that aren't very good are the ones that bring us down and make us drag. And uh, it's kind of like when you've had a cell phone for too long and you try to charge it, it takes forever to charge or, and then it only lasts for like 10 hours instead of like, you know, two days like it used to when you first get it and it's like i don't gotta charge this thing for like a week and then like a year later you're like i i checked like emails this morning now i gotta freaking charge it (laughs) yeah exactly so it's kind of the same thing it's like what you put into your body is kind of like what you get back in return so if we start putting better things in our body because who told us to eat all this bad shit the corporations, the yeah, the television, the commercials for McDonald's and candy and Snickers bars during cartoon time. Yep. You know, it was already there to marketing aspect was already there Yeah, to market to children, to get us hooked on it. That's why they always try to teach kids religion when they're young, too. Yeah. Don't get me started kid- on religion. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother control <laughs> system. You know what I right. mean? Right. It seems like the aliens is the fringe control system for the people that won't believe in Jesus. They'll believe in aliens. Oh, that's good. Actually, that's a good one. Because you talk to the alien people and they're, you know, they're like aliens, not. Yeah, fear them. Yeah. Shit. More control. It's all control systems at the end of the day, whether it's the Snicker Bar Company or. Or what else? And like the all, government. all the candy bar companies are owned by like the same companies too. They're all the same people, like Mars. They Mars, like all and Mars, Milky Way, <laughs> and freaking Hershey and Nestle. Yep. No, and now I shouldn't even know. See, and that's how bad it is because like we see this stuff all the time. We know all the names. You could probably I name know. like five candy bars right now. Probably before I could name five famous scientists. Oh, <gasps> see, 
And that's not our fault. That's because that's what they freaking do. <laughs> is, is it our fault, though? Isn't it our fault? Like, we have the willpower to change that. We, we have do. the willpower to set our destiny. We know how to manifest our desires and our yes. reality. We understand how to do these things. We are kept away from it, but we still can figure out how to do it. We can still read. So obviously not everything has been corrupted. No. So there is, there's limitations, but we can all get there if we want to get there. You know, it's just the willpower. And it's, we've been so drained since we we're young. It's hard to flip the switch on that and go back the other way, you know? Yeah. Because we haven't been brought up to to do so. But, you know, when you talk to people who are brought up in those aspects, they seem to do just fine. Yeah. We were talking to Navier the other day. Yes, love Navier. And she was saying how her grandma would always, like, you know, tell her that she was okay and that what she, the powers or the abilities that she had was fine and she would listen to her and not you know make fun of her or anything else and she said that she even had some abilities uh psychically and stuff like that and actually helped her to work on those from when she was a young age and she got better as time went on so it's really interesting talking about like aliens and then talking to somebody that's into like witch stuff and tarot and magic and clairvoyance and stuff because yes. it's such a a different aspect of it you know that i think people have demonized just like kind of aliens are demonized now yeah. uh witches have been for a long time also and it's like yes. uh, there's but they're so interesting how that's what trips me out is like the alien thing is weird to me and I can yeah. write it off, but I can't write off like contacting beings. That is crazy. Like through meditation and stuff. Yeah. That's a trip. That means we are capable of so much more beyond our own awareness. Yeah. When you think about like that, the OBEs, you know, remote viewing, you have to like, the consciousness is very unlimited. Indeed, it is. Con, the consciousness is a con. Con. Con, con. It's a con to keep, well, it Pro-sh- isn't- should be precious. It's positive. Okay, I got it, Dan. <laughs> Dan's new, you start the t-shirt line, preciousness. Precious. Preciousness, because no, because you're saying con, con, and yeah. I, and you know, words, and it's funny because you know you don't think about it, but words are powerful. They are. Those are the things that you know symbolize the energy, and that's what the words we use. Well, we say words wrong. That's why we have all the negative connotations. Because if we started using positive aspects of words, we'd have positive, more positive experiences, like a protest. If you're protesting something, you're for, and you're testing something else, right? You're testing yeah. the government, or you're testing the this corporation by what you want to progress with. Or Congress is a con, and 
uh, they say it's the opposite of progress. <gasps> so, uh, wow! No, the Congress one's good because I'm like, oh, fucking progress versus Congress. <laughs> we, we want progress, not Congress. And then Shit. government is a a governor or is something that controls or puts limitations on you. Yeah, and then see? a mint. A mint means or set firm or stable. So something that puts limitations, um, laws in effect around you to manipulate you into like a rat in a cage, setting you down the maze. It blocks some of the walls, but not all of them. And the ones that it leads you to are the ones where exactly where it wants you to go. It's kind of like when you, uh, have you ever like, do you have children? I do not have children. Okay. You have nieces and nephews? I do not have nieces and nephews. <laughs> okay, sorry. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't know if that's a... Ain't got no, I don't have really many, like my cousin has kids that I see like on holidays. <laughs> so when you have a kid, it's really fun to kind of, you give them choices a lot, right? You want You want to give them choices because they feel like that way... They are making their own decision. It makes them more independent later in life. But at the same time, you give them the choices you want to give them, and you lead them into the choice that you want them to pick. You try to make it sound like the funnest. So they pick they pick movie night at home over going to the movies and buying a bunch of shit. You know what I mean? You say, oh, well, we'll have a sleepover here tonight. You can have a friend over, and we can hang out in pajamas and eat popcorn, and we'll go to the store and buy candy instead of going to the movie theater and watch that new movie you guys want to watch. Stay home. Make it sound funner. Because, oh, the, well, the new movie, it's like downtown, and, you know, i got to spend more money, so maybe we should do it this other way. And then they'll go, oh, okay, yeah, that sounds fine. And that's how you like get them into uh, exactly what you want them to begin with. Yeah, and the government I see where does the same thing, right? See exactly <laughs> it's where you're a going. Manipulation with this. of the people into to corral them into where they want them to go. Like yeah. what we saw during uh, this Corona period. Also, since we're kind of been underlining that, also is is the different movements of the black lives matter and the other protests going on and the Antifa stuff and all these things to separate us, you know, because yeah. when it was Antifa protesting Trump is like Democrats, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. You should protest. Everybody has the right to stand up for what they believe in. And then when it's anti-Democrats and it's protesting because they're pro Trump, then it's like, Oh, well, this is awful. <laughs> I can't believe people are protesting. Like, what are they doing? They shouldn't be out in the streets. They should be going to jail. It's like, give me a fucking break. It's uh, it's manipulative. It's basically all manipulated yeah. to corral us. And that's when you start to go, I just got to go out to the woods. <laughs> yeah, right? 
Like, no, and that's when you're like, I'm not involved. I don't choose a side. Y'all are dumb for fighting, really. Like, you're not seeing the big picture here, guys. You're falling in it for for hook, line, and sinker every time you read something and mockingbird it back to somebody else. Then they mockingbird it back to you. And you either fight or you're on the same side. And then you're angry. And then... And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, well, these other people suck, which other, whichever side it is. But if people looked and opened their goddamn eyes, it's not us against each other. It's them that's really fucking us in the end. Right. It is. Yes. I tell people that all the time. Uh, like I see people on the internet, you know, taking sides and like, they're like pro Trump and we hate Biden, fuck Biden. And then, you know, vice versa too. I'm mm-hmm. like, as soon as you guys picked a side you're already done because now you're already already in the system that's exactly where they wanted to get you is to get you behind one of these people so that way you would you would back them instead of realize that it's it's bullshit you know a lot of people bring up the wwe or the w the wrestling thing the aspect of it where it's all it's all done behind the scenes but the entertainment stuff is the politics that's the yeah. politic wing to entertain you to get you into something else. I know, and it's and and it is because if you like take a step back, you look at the news and the media and all those big, you know, corporations. It's not about telling you the news. It's about like controlling your thoughts, selling ad space. Yeah, you know, it's not about telling you the truth. And it ne- and then I don't even know when it had been about telling you the truth. Even going back all the way a hundred years ago, it wasn't about telling you the truth. It was about selling newspapers and controlling thought. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's sad. <sighs> it's uh maybe your local newspapers are telling you the <laughs> truth, you know, like when something happens, yeah. but you know, like you know, like the Hertz Corporation did did all the yeah. magazines. The guy has that huge fucking <laughs> castle he built on the side of a fucking hill. Yeah. Hearst, yeah, I lived right near Hearst Castle. Have uh, you been there? Yeah, I've been there a couple times. I, me too. Like my parents took me there on vacation. Like they're like, we're going to drive up to Hearst Castle. Yeah, the, I'm like, yes, a castle. It's pretty trippy. The I love the pool area. The inside of it is very weird. It's I feel it's weird. Creepy. When I'm in it's there. creepy. It's creepy yeah. in there. Uh-huh. Like when they're like, this is the ceiling from some fucking like church in <laughs> in Europe, and you're like, well, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> the pool room downstairs that I did not like. I did oh, not really? like that room I or think, the kitchen. Oh, uh, the kitchen was weird too. Yeah. Well, we're about out of time. Yes. <laughs> um, we just talked and talked. Yeah. I want to end this on sort of a, a positive note. If we could, is there I'm any, sorry, I get, I get down, I get negative. <laughs> no, I know. I know. It, well, it's all negative stuff too, you know? Um, because nobody wants to be controlled or manipulated or anything, you know. I I use that parent reference a lot for a lot of it's things. Good. Like when you when you're when you actually have money, but your kid wants something, and you go, "Oh well, I, I don't have that. I can't afford that right now." You can afford it, but you just don't really want to. And the government is the same as that too. Like they have the money, but they lost it somehow. All the missing they, dollars. Uh, they uh. <laughs> Yeah, they, they, uh, oh man, I don't know what's wrong with my brain. I can't think. It's straight. late. It's yeah. late. We've been going for a while. <laughs> I mean, um, so what's, uh, 
give us a little, give us some hope. Hope. I think the hope that we are. Yeah, go ahead. Let me me think here. I think the hope (laughs) that we have left is really like things like this, you know, talking to you, Dan, on this podcast, you know, and connecting with other people. um, I think that's where the hope is. We share this knowledge and we share it with, you know, I don't have children, but people share this knowledge with their children so that they can be more aware of the world that they're going to be growing up in, you know, when they're old enough to really know about these control systems, you know, so they could be more educated. So things can change. Maybe hopefully. Does it help though? Does it help? I don't know. Maybe the best bet is to really go move out in the forest and like live off grid away from everybody. (laughs) Cause you know, they say ignorance is bliss. The less you know, the better off you are because you don't, you don't know. You don't know. The Matrix says, the Matrix, right? The guy's eating the steak Uh and he knows about the Matrix and he says, I can wake up and I can go live in fucking reality or I can sit here and enjoy this fucking steak and I'd rather enjoy the fucking steak because I know what the reality is, you know? Yeah. So is it easier to stay home and watch Netflix and, you know, chill? Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah, it it is. (laughs) But then you think about what is the meaning of life? And we can end it on this. What is the aspect? What is the what is the reason that we exist in the first place? And when you think about it, and when you look at it, everything that we talk about in on these fringe podcasts, I would have to say that the whole point is to ascend your consciousness to get to that next higher level, to be pure, to be natural, to exist within the earth, not against the earth, not to seek materialism, but to seek nature and natural ways of operating. Because after all, we are a part of nature. We're a fractal of nature. So if we act in the opposite fashion, we're acting against it and we're not going to move forward come out of the matrix i agree yeah i agree well said dan thank you i'm a <laughs> i'm a monk <laughs> not really i'm a monk oh, i was gonna i'm a monkey <laughs> <That's about it. laughs> no i like it that was all right deep. and We're... then uh let's just finish up by why don't you tell people where they can come find you you can find me live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on, on thefringe.fm. And you can also head over to jessrogie.com. That's R-O-G-G-E. And that has links to everything that's the Rogie reported me. And for those that haven't heard about the Fringe, tell them a little bit about Fringe FM and the style of stuff that's on there. The Fringe FM is a great radio station where, you know, where it's it's a station for truth. People talk about consciousness, the occult, um, out-of-body experiences, magic, um, um, conspiracies, geopolitics, mm-hmm. current events. You know, it's it's just everything fringe. And, you know, what I love about the network the most is – you know, we, we face a lot of censorship out there as content creators, whether it be on YouTube or whatever platforms we have to talk to, to go on to get our show noticed. 
but here, but what I love about the Fringe FM is we are encouraged to, you know, speak our truths and be honest because we don't have to worry about being censored because, you know, we don't have these big like corporations mm-hmm. that are, you know, paying for our time. We're, yeah. you know, run, you know, it's like listener supported, you know, we right. do have some sponsors, but they're all like, you know, they're of the same mindset. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a very beautiful thing. Um, you know, I would, I mean, it, the station goes live every night, like at 5 PM Pacific and goes all the way to like two, 3 AM. So lots yeah. of fun. Definitely check it out. One of my favorite aspects about the fringe is that people can call in and ask questions to, to, oh, yeah. to the host yeah. of the show. And I think yeah. that is so, it's so great to have that medium, you know, for listeners and people to interact with the people that they're hearing on the radio because it gives them that um, closeness, you know, and they're able to open up to somebody about, because sometimes some of these feelings might be uh, really negative towards that person and it might be holding them back in certain aspects of life. And so sometimes it's like, it's like uh, seeing, seeing a, psychiatrist in a way you know (laughs) you get to kind of get that stuff off your chest or at least ask questions so you can be better informed too because a lot of times you don't have the opportunity to do that you can only you know type it in on the internet and find answers that way and there's always 50 different answers to the same question yeah the great thing too is you know we we are very listener oriented we have a great discord chat that goes on and that goes on during everybody's show so the listeners too have created a community you know i talk to my listeners like constantly like every day i'm talking to my listeners you know because they become friends and family because you know it's such a different community because you know when you're into these fringe topics you often feel like you're an outsider you know but, you know, something that the Fringe has created is also this community of people where you can talk, like you said, these weird experiences, too. And, yeah. you know, you'll feel normal. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Well, we can end it right there. Uh, thank you for thank you. joining me today, Jess. And have a good one. And wake the fuck up, everybody. Wake up. <laughs>